Speak Between the Lines podcast. The shit that's uncool to talk about, we make cool to listen to. We have the Speak Between the Lines podcast. First of all, I want to say rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle uh, and give our condolences to Lauren London and the rest of the family. Uh, we lost a great one and a legend. Uh, just out of respect, we want to start this episode off uh, by playing one of Nipsey's tracks. Uh, just sit back, relax, and enjoy. And again, shout out to one of the best to do it. Where are we at, Nip? In front of your building, sitting on the steps, feeling no feelings. Last night it was a cold killer. You gotta keep the devil in this hole, nigga. But you know how it go, nigga. I'm front line every time it's on, nigga. 100 pro flow, running shoot pro. 458 drop, playing bulletproof soul. Every few shows, I just buy some new gold. Circle got smaller, everybody can't go. Downtown Diamond District, jewelers like yo. Hustle, holla at me, I got Cubans on the low. Through the Cancun, smoking Cubans on the boat. Then dock that Tulum just to smoke. Look, listening to music at the Mayan ruins. True devotion on the blue ocean. Cruise, my cultural influence, even revolution. I'm integrated vertically, y'all niggas blowing. They tell me hustle, dumb and deal, you might confuse me. It's like that weirdo rap you motherfuckers used to. I'm a urban legend, South Central. Speak between the lines, episode 65. It's your boy Rez. Join with J Rock. King Gavis for signing in. But we jumped right into that, didn't we? I ain't seen an issue with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of told you I was just talking to yeah. talk, so, you know, that way it wouldn't be just a jump in. Okay. Mm. Right on. So. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna introduce Wait, our. Yeah, I am. Okay. I'm gonna introduce our, our special guest, man. We got my brother from another mother in the building. My guy, Michael Spencer. What's good with you? Yeah, man. How you doing, man? How you feeling? Uh, I'm great, man. Excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's gonna be a cool episode, man. I'm interested to hear just your intake on what we kind of talk about. Yeah. Just really quick, can you kind of just tell you know the. Our listeners, because they don't like being called fans. Call fans. Yes. Yeah, kind of just know your background and you know what you do and all this stuff. Uh, I'm originally from Oak Cliff, section of Dallas. <laughs> 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 Gotta say that first and foremost. From the cliff, we represent everywhere we go. Uh, and I'm currently a licensed professional counselor in the state of Oklahoma, and soon to be licensed in Texas. Yeah, this is gonna be good. Wait a minute. Hmm. Social scientist. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> now, that I, now that I know your background, I, I, I kind of yeah. Yeah, we talked I'm, about that I'm a excited. little bit. Yeah, yeah the I'm last excited. time we, we got together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it's gonna be good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Batman. Well, I'm glad to have you on, man. Like I said, I can't wait until we hop in this mug because I'm gonna hear 
pretty, pretty much everybody's intake and thoughts on what we're going to talk about this episode anyway. So yeah, yeah. I guess without any further ado, man, y'all want to jump into wins and losses? Dubs and nails. All right. So I have a win this week. Okay. Y'all have been on me about this whole little AT and T thing with cell phone service. So I finally called AT and T to see what they can do to lower my bill. Right. Okay. <laughs> they so, <said> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so originally a little background. Take it in life. It's a little rough. <laughs> so the, I'm sorry. No, you're good. So the background is uh, Rez and they've been trying to get me to switch over to T-Mobile because it cuts my bill in half. Right. So I'm paying. I was paying 140 dollars a month just for a cell phone, one line, and that's it. I limped internet limited minutes so i called them today on the way up here matter of fact to see what they can do to lower it they switched me over to a unlimited plan where it's just going to be a hundred dollars a month on auto pay at&t at&t that's what's up man mm-hmm. and Shit, then my that? phone gets paid off uh in may so it's going to drop down another 20 so it's just going to be 80 that's what's up man so right. with AT&T. Yeah, okay. now, now you're trending a little better because i'm like a hundred for one person is high nigga well, that's pretty normal from a lot, well, from I guess a, it depends on where you go. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you, well, that's kind of yeah, what we're here. For AT and T, though, it yeah, is cheap that for AT and T. That's very cheap. cheap as hell. See, man, they, they appreciate okay. you being a long time customer of theirs. Yeah. So, what was the excuse they had for uh, switching you to an unlimited plan? From your unlimited plan, but charging you less money. <laughs> well, so <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I want to hear the pitch. So the, the thing, the, the thing is, like, I know you got unlimited, but guess what? We're gonna give you unlimited. <laughs> right, right. I know you got some milk for that cereal, but we're gonna give you some milk <laughs> for that cereal. <laughs> some milk. <laughs> oh my god. The Frosted Flakes doesn't need milk. The Frosted Flakes doesn't need milk. But, uh, Jesus. Joseph and Mary. That's funny. Y'all. Okay. I like this episode. <laughs> but, um, so I, I've had AT&T for the past 13 years before the iPhone even came out. Jesus. Okay. So I've been with them since day one. So when the iPhone first came out, it was unlimited. Nobody else was doing it. It was $50 a month mm-hmm. just for unlimited that. So I've been on that plan for the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. And originally, when they took off that plane, they brought back data. They didn't have unlimited. Mm-hmm. So I could pay less, but I wouldn't have unlimited data. So now I have unlimited data and minutes, which is, I'm not going to tell you the amount of minutes I had because it's, it's really disrespectful. Yo, it's max. Yo, it's max. I actually had to set minutes. This nigga had 25 minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> You can be on Pornhub all you want, <laughs> but you can't call nobody you can't after call nobody. <laughs> you can't call nobody. Tell no, tell them about that new video. But if you have Pornhub, you wouldn't really talk to anybody. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Oh man. Ah, uh, that's funny as hell. So now I have unlimited minutes to go along with the data, and it's just eighty dollars once my phone's paid off. Oh boy. So they. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I'm just curious. Yeah. So. You had unlimited data, but you had minutes. Yeah. But they were charging you more than when you now have unlimited minutes yeah. and unlimited data. Yeah, 100%. So what was the pitch to get to the instant? But, but uh, basically, they're saying they've been charging you for a whacker plan. Yeah. More money. More money. Yeah. Yeah. So how did they spend that to be like, well, you know what? Because you're a value customer, you know? 
It was expensive. Like, yo, you can get this for cheaper. Do you want it or not? Well, nigga, you'd be an idiot to say no. I mean, so what do you need to spend on it? So basically, you're saying that they just got away with, I don't want to use that word, taking advantage Kel- of you. They got Kells. They oh. got Will Cosby. I mean, if you want to whistle Pop Piper, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, basically, they've been overcharging you for how long? I mean, well, here's the thing. So the last time I called about it, it was the lowest plan that they had. The thing is, how many people are actively keep on calling to see what the new cheaper plan is? Not very often. So it is what it is. Good way to get away with overcharging niggas for outdated plans. Yeah. Mm. It's a great way to do it. I understand. It All works. Right. It's worked Move for up. 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't ask for a credit? Like, shit. He was reluctant, too, boy. He did not want to check he out. He did not, boy. All right, well, I'm glad you got a, a better plan for he you. said, the know. pimp I'm with is loyal. <laughs> <laughs> I got a good pimp. I'm not on the... I got a jacket when it rains. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, uh, my win is my win is pretty simple, man. I got to go down to San Antonio with my bro to go kick it with my other bro, and we went and shot and chilled and drunk and ate pizza and played games all hey, weekend. That's yeah, what's so, up, man. That's that's what's cool. up. Yeah, that shit was dope as hell. Mm-hmm. Matter we just got back a few hours ago. Right. That's a win. Yeah, it is. That's a win. That's better than the the Florida drive. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you did that. That before the drive was trash as hell. I, never, I ain't going to say I never did I was going to say next, but, next yeah. year. You came back on 10, right? Didn't you say 10, or 20? On, yeah, 10. You came yeah, back on 10. Yeah, 10, 10 to 20. 20, yeah. Yep. Yeah, man, that shit was, it was you, not now, cool. Mississippi? You came up through Mississippi? You mm-hmm. came? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you came through Mississippi? <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you here. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, you got to make sure you got to have a full tank when you're going through that. Do though. not stop. Yeah. No sudden stops. Yeah, man. Um, so we didn't explain, but wins wins or losses. I mean, I'm pretty sure you can you can kind of grasp is that something good or bad that happened throughout the right, week. Right, so. right, right, right. Uh, uh, I, I I had a number of wins. I guess uh, I really the win was spending time with you and Eric. That was it was really great. I, we we really had a good time. Mm-hmm. We just act so silly when we were together. It just is uh something I look forward to. You know, we used to do it more regularly. I wish we could get back to that. So definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't do it as much, which no. is, I guess, why it was it was cool. We had that time to yeah, do it. Yeah, then. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was dope. That's fire. Yep. Yeah, that's fire. Quick and easy. Mm-hmm. Yes. There we go. I heard that shot. All right. <laughs> what, what shot? Quick and easy. Quick and easy. And he looked at me like. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, because we spent a lot of time on, on no. rocks, which is cool. Yeah, we did. No, my mine was I took an L, and it was a. Pretty self-explanatory, L. Uh, I pretty much was sick every day last week leading mm. up to my birthday. Sick like? What kind of sick? Sick like I kind of debated whether I needed to go to the doctor, but I, I felt like it'd be a waste of time and money. But sick enough to be like, is this a flu? Mm. <clears throat> so not emergency room sick. Yeah, just kind of like. But not doctors. But you don't want to wait for the doctor yeah. in two weeks either. Kind of like, kind of like I'm waiting. By like, the time you go, you help. You feel better. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, well, damn, I done survived three days, uh-huh. so I don't want to give him this, you know, copay for. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, 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 well, you got the flu. You just got to ride it out. Right. Thanks. Right. You better start hitting them urgent cares, nigga. Fast. <laughs> yeah. Urgent cares no. to save your ass. Log one a second. Yeah, but I came back yesterday, so I'm good now. Mm-hmm. But That's yeah, what's up, man. That, so how, that was a hell. How was your birthday, by the way? That birthday was trash. 
Except for my wife. So my wife is the only thing that saved my birthday. I like, say, damn, I'm going to have you clean that up. <laughs> no, no, seriously. She's the only thing that made my birthday good because uh, when it was raining on my birthday, it was really, really cloudy and cold. Um, oh, it rained. It rained? Yeah, mm-hmm. it rained. Really? Yeah. yeah. But um, she cooked breakfast for me. Um, she she played some happy birthday twerk song, so that was dope. Um that was dope. That's a good way to wake up. And happy birthday twerk song. Yeah, something like that. I don't, I don't know. know. They don't go. I, I, I had one. You know, I got you know. one in my pocket. I could just pull it out. Pow! <laughs> said I wasn't gonna do it. Yeah, they, they remixed it. Yeah, the day he can do that. So that was dope. Uh-huh. Um, so we did that. Um, I pretty much went to meetings all day where I was like barely keeping my eyes open. Mm-hmm. It was it was it was bad. It flew ain't no joke, man. Yeah, it was bad. Hell. But she made up for it. She took me to Benihana's yesterday, so that was dope. And sun came out. Did they make the volcano? They did the volcano. He threw the little... Yo. Did he make the heart with the, with the rice and all he, that? Yeah, he did a little heartbeat. You know uh, what I'm saying? The same yeah. thing they do every time, but they try to make it look like it's special for you. No? Yeah. yeah. Did you enjoy it? You liked it? I liked the kid. There was a kid in there. He was like six. And he had never seen anything like that. Mm. So he was like, mm. oh, cool. And then he threw the, he threw the actual spatula at him. Like he threw it, like it came out of <laughs> out of his hand, but he caught it right before it hit him, and oh. I was like, "Lawsuit averted." <laughs> wow, that was that was close. That's what's up. Did y'all use the um the birthday certificate? My boy, L. Okay, so I got two L's. The birthday certificate is only good Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Yesterday was Sunday. Oh wow. Oh yeah. No, I can only use it on the week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, a quick. Benny Hanna won all their weekend money. All yeah. of them. They got all yeah. the monies. Yeah, all the monies. <laughs> we had three birthdays there. Ain't nobody get no discount. <laughs> well, you ain't learned lesson the first time, huh? You, you ain't learned lesson the first time Where's where you didn't mind? get the use of discount. What you mean? The Benny Hanna's coupon for birthday. You said that happened three times. You ain't learned the first time. Active listening. I said there was three birthdays at the table. Oh, okay. You know I don't listen much. Go ahead. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry guys we'll just cut it out <laughs> they tried to come at you and you weren't even to, yo, it was, I was waiting on the punch I was like, I was like oh the punch the punch coming the punch. Uh, uh, no no no, no. Right. It's, it's, a, it's the headphones they don't, they don't work together uh, right the headphones I yeah, got you yeah <laughs> I miss our soundboard yeah man alright alright so uh, two lines <laughs> throw it up man All right, so we got two tweets, man. Oh, actually, no, we got a few because one is um, directed specifically towards Rez. I mean, uh, Rez. All right, so one comes from Shock the World. He says, "Speak between. Do you guys have a plan of action for a catastrophe, like a meeting place, emergency supplies, etc.?" That's actually a good question. Um, cell phones will be the first thing to go in a state of emergency. How do you plan for that? I actually I, took class on this, but go ahead. I have no plan. I have nothing in place. All I have is a cell phone. Yeah, okay, and then when that goes, well, that's gone. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Y'all do unlimited plan with AT&T to help you with that. <laughs> hey, AT&T is going to be the last company to go. AT&T is going to be the last company to go. I at least got three text messages to send before everything goes out. That bill still comes $200, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> you can't call nobody. That bill still hitting your ass. Don't so, worry. You can get your data off. That's funny. <laughs> 
So you said you took a class, right? Yeah, I took a class on it. All right. Um, I died. But uh, so it was a role playing class, basically. Okay. Like, what do you do? Okay. So I died. Uh, and then he told me all the good shit to do. So one of the things that he talked about is um, one is a radio. Most people don't use the radio, but they actually have stations uh, when there's a catastrophe, mm-hmm. whether it be weather related or what, what's going on, that you can always tune into it to tell you where all the shelters are. And so uh, he advised going to like the dollar store, buying a little radio kit, and then just keeping that in the garage. Mm-hmm. Second thing he said is, um, I never really thought about it, but he was like, a lot of people die uh, in flooding because when they run into the water and they get stuck and the water starts coming up, the uh, doors lock. You can't open a door. Right, so he was yeah. like, well, how do you get out? Well, it's the headrest. When you uh, pull the headrest up, it's a point the there's end. two pointers on it. Mm-hmm. You use that to break the windows, and that's how you get out. Uh, yeah, there's it, a couple other ways to get out, too, mm-hmm. but I, that's a good one. When you said that, yeah, that's, that is a good one. That's actually a good point. I've heard yeah. that you let the car actually fill up with water, mm-hmm. that's and then way. you open the door. I've, I've heard that, too. <clears throat> so, uh, And he also mentioned um, what window to hit, so don't try to break through the windshield. Because it's thick. Yeah. Use your side door uh, mirrors yep. or side door windows. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else did he say? He had a lot of game. Um, he even gave us a book I got to find. This before, thing ain't ready. Before right. catastrophe happens. <laughs> um, but other than that, you know, flashlight, uh, different yeah. things like that. Have a have a have um, an established meeting place for your family. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you live in the same area as your family or friends, have a place that y'all know if shit hits the fan, y'all are all going there whether y'all can communicate by cell phone or not. Mm-hmm. So it's already coordinated. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know if I have one either. I should probably have one. I should probably think of one. Well, if I find a book, I'll save all of us. Appreciate that. What do you think? I think those are good things. Um, depending on the catastrophe, you know, you're going to behave differently. A tornado. uh Volcano. You gonna try to get in your car and drive away from it? <laughs> I'm not just gonna stay in the house, especially if it's you know the sun is up. The tornado's coming this way. I'm out. Uh, yeah, earthquake. You know you're gonna behave because you can't you can't get away from that unless you just happen to be in the plane already. So you're gonna have to deal with whatever the outcome is and ramifications. So I would I, the only thing I would add to that, which is good stuff, is plan based on the type. For different scenarios. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah agree. Yeah, because yeah, that's a good point. Because if there is an earthquake and the road that you use to get to the meeting point that you have is blocked off or shifted to where you can't drive on it, then how do you get to that point? Right. It should be in walking distance. The meeting place should be walking distance. No more than probably a half a mile away if it's safe. Right. You know, but if it's, if there's uh, like a, a radiation you know what? When you what you what you gonna do? <laughs> you know what I'm stuck out. Yeah, yeah. You gonna be stuck out. You know, so they're different. They're different. And the other thing I would say to that is, um, there's a device that allows you to drink from any water source. Mm, so you don't have to have water. You don't mm. have to hoard water. You can just have this device, and it works for like a year. That's and I can't remember. It's a straw. You just kind of drink the water through it, and it'll filter out all the impurities and toxins and so on and so forth. That's so fire. You can, out of a, if it's a terrible toilet or that's all you have access to if you're trying to survive, you just use it instead of storing water all in your house mm-hmm. and all that. 
So that 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 alleviates drinking your own piss and all that stuff, right? You just yeah, yeah. That, that would be that would be pretty pretty beneficial. I mean, urea is ninety five percent water. It's just the five percent that you don't want to The five percent is what you taste. Like, damn, I taste I taste this five percent. That's the other five percent. Yeah, that five percent pure. That five percent is pure as hell. Yeah. So anything you can do, so you don't have to, so you can carry less. Yeah. Yeah. If you have to vacate your your home, yeah. So. Less you can carry, accessible. the better you can move. Yeah. Yep. yeah, that's a bet. All right, and this one uh, is for Rez specifically. Mm. Um, this one says, "This question is for Rez. How do you keep the spark in your marriage?" I listen to Ave. Oh my gosh! No, I'm oh, being so real. No, no, I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be real. So, so it is to the Valentine's. No, I'm gonna be real. It's Valentine's Day. Okay, go I, ahead. Go like, ahead. Go ahead. Because Valentine's Day came through, and I was lost. I was a lost nigga. I didn't know what to do. Hmm. I didn't know how to go about it. I said, "Ave, you my best man, nigga. If you want to stay on this wedding, come through. <laughs> come through, right?" <laughs> If I want no to pray on the wedding, <laughs> nah, nah, <laughs> right. Like, you know how much your tux is? So if I'm not on the wedding, I don't have to pay for my tux. That nigga, I'm doing you a favor. He, he start weighing benefits. Like, all right, do I really want to be in this bitch? Be in the section. But um, but nah, um, so I listen. I listen to people that have basically more experience than I do. Mm. So he pretty much gave me the Valentine's game plan, and mm. that worked to perfection mm. because she. I mean, we were talking about that yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's March, and y'all were talking about Valentine's Day yesterday. Yeah, yeah, you did all good, right then. It was a good Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right. He, he hooked yeah. me up, uh, recipe and everything. Like, okay. Matter of fact, he even called me the day of. I remember he was like, "Nigga," he was like, "Nigga, how are you doing?" Because <laughs> yeah, then he was like, "I don't know how to do this, bro." <laughs> well, he, he was just. I guess it was something new, and he didn't have anything. You didn't have anything planned, right? I have nothing. I had nothing. And I was like, so, "Bro, do this." Um, Oh, yeah, I got you, bro. Come on. That I got you, and bro. um, honestly, I'm very, I'm very fortunate to have a wife that is, uh, open with what she likes to do as far as like new things. So even the even the plane thing, that's another thing I got from you. So we we took a flight. That was dope. I saw it on there. Yeah, man. And I ain't gonna lie, ain't no way in hell I would have done that mm-hmm. if uh, Ash didn't take Ave. Mm-hmm. And so we saw them do that, and we were like, "Will we do that?" And at first we were like, "Nah, that's for white people. We ain't getting on no right, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we ain't getting up in the hole." Right? <laughs> like, no, there wasn't even a parachute in that thing. I don't think. Oh wow. oh wow! They didn't. They didn't. He didn't show us nothing. It was just a plane, huh? Y'all just, Nigga, hey, just have just a seat You know, Ash called and asked me about that before. This y'all went up on a. I was what like, she said? I said, I said he'll do it. That's dope. She didn't think I would. I said, I, I don't. I can't remember the conversation, but I remember saying that. Yeah, he'll like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was dope yeah, when we was got up there. Yeah. yeah, and my dude, matter of fact, my freaking pilot's name was John. Oh wow, that was mm. crazy, and he was actually funny. Maybe I can get him on the podcast. Anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but no, I, I have a wife that's that's really open with what what she likes to do. Uh, some women are a little more challenging, where they want you to provide all of the entertainment and things to do without giving you options and my wife's not like that mm-hmm. and so that makes it a lot easier y'all and communicate we well yeah y'all communicate well yeah 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 i think that, that is a good point um 
I'm not. I, I could touch on it. I'm not because the question wasn't for me. Um. So, the end of tweet between the lines. Hit us up. Speak between the lines. <laughs> you sound extra tasty, crispy, salty, nigga. <laughs> extra tasty. Just for us, like God, dog. I mean, I probably won't say much. Hold on. Who asked that? Red says. Who asked that question? Lo- love underscore unique. Okay. So ninety one. So love underscore unique. I need you to ask a personal well, relationship no, she, question. Well, she knows me. So and like we kind of converse, you know, when we're all together and all that stuff. So she probably knows that answer from me. Uh, but she knows mm-hmm. you're the other person mm-hmm. that's married mm. on okay. this podcast. So she wanted your perspective, mm. which all makes right. sense. So then if that's the case, lovely underscore unique, I need you to be less selfish and let Everybody, yeah, because you, you left you left J Rock out you the left, question. You left, he's not married. Well, no, I would. J Rock could be in a, a relationship. He, she, she may want to know how do you keep somebody, you know, how you keep the spice in a relationship. Don't have to necessarily be married. You got uh, something for that? Yeah, yeah. So what, what I would advise and what I try to do is, uh, especially when it's dating, is just be more spontaneous. Uh, not, not so much. Everything has to be planned out. This how. Let's go here. Not being, not being afraid to do new things. It's the biggest thing. Is because if everything has to be within your your uh, your comfort bubble, then it's not as exciting for you, even as the individual, even as a man. Because mm-hmm. okay, um, go to moves. I know what this is. Mm-hmm. This isn't anything new, but just getting out trying new things it makes it fun for you. So that same energy gets transferred over to whoever you have on the date. That's spice b- because you're more excited. Spice, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got you. Mm-hmm. You're a little bit sprawling. Like you probably been married longer than any of us. <laughs> oh, no, y'all got married before we did. I just been knowing her forever. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Um, my wife is a gangster. So, <laughs> boy, <laughs> one time for the missus. Believe, believe it. One time for the missus. Yeah, she 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 plays no games. Uh, I like the spontaneity component. That's that's really good. Um, and she doesn't have a problem like your wife saying, you know, what she likes and what she doesn't like. And then, you know, if I put in work on something, she's going to be appreciative of it. It's, it's, right. it's, it's the effort, I think, with her. She ain't tripping uh, at all. Uh, the spontaneity piece is really good, though. Um Cause you know you give somebody you've been together a long time. She knows that she know I, what position you like go into before you even. T- <laughs> <laughs> she can walk like through the hell. house and pick your clothes up because she know where you threw them. You know, yo, that is, bruh. Yeah, oh my god, god. <laughs> that is so real. When y'all, <laughs> that is so real. <laughs> you know, you just I be co- trying to hide in different places. Yeah, <laughs> find, she ain't gonna find these drawers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ain't nobody gonna see these drawers. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> every man didn't had a shitty day. <laughs> yeah, the spontaneity is the move, the communication. <laughs> Hide your shitty draws. I mean, it's, you know, that those those are really good things. Just keep Try to keep it as fresh as possible. Uh, but the way to do that, so I guess the way to do that is to, if you want to do something new and you want to share something, uh, if you want to learn something, Learn it with your wife together. Uh, Learn it together. So don't already be the master of it and then you teach her or she's already the master of it. She teach you. You guys learn that thing together. Uh, like, that's yeah. really cool. I like that too. Yeah. That's actually a good Because you can grow in the same direction. You're going to grow regardless. But if you grow in the same direction, y'all ain't going to have no issues. That's cool, man. I actually like that because that was one thing I was thinking about doing with Ash. 
um, and it was a, a cooking class. But mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we both know mm-hmm. how to cook. Mm-hmm. But it was a dish that we've never cooked before. Right. right? You that's know what I'm cool. saying? And that's I think cool. that would be yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be dope us doing that, man. Hmm. That's what's up, man. Because you know, if you got <laughs> if you got self conscious, what bitch taught you how to cook that? Oh, shit? What? <laughs> you know, you don't want that. You know? good for let's, let's learn together. Let's learn. Let's learn together. <laughs> you ain't made brown oh. rice in thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what bitch brought you some brown rice? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, you one of your hosts took you to a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> He made that volcano again, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, why, okay, so why, why I want to ask y'all something. This is this is kind of completely off of what Love Unique asks, but why would certain females like if you switch up something, they notice and they think that it's from another chick? Like kind of what you said, like Pain. right. Mm. Past experiences. We're going to get just serious for a brief moment to answer that question. It's pain. That's a good answer. It's pain. Unresolved uh, pain from previous situation. Mm. You know, I could get on my soapbox right now, but I'm not. But that's the answer. The pain that's not dealt with. Somebody else hurt them in a similar way. It reminded them, this motherfucker ain't going to hurt me again. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to be, I'm sure that I'm not going to let you hurt me no more. So, <laughs> It just comes out the way it comes out. Um, any of that unprocessed pain could just pop up at any point, right? For any reason, you could <laughs> you could tickle a a certain way in the right spot, and it might remind her of something traumatic. You know, you just you just you don't know how that that unaddressed uh, trauma and pain is going to come out. So that's that's the that's bars the abridged most version. of the abridged version. <laughs> Absolutely right, <laughs> the truncated version. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. Okay. Damn, I want to hear what that's about. Yeah, I kind of wanted to. Yeah. We got a lot to talk about. I mean, I can expound if y'all want me to. Yeah, go, go, go. Yeah, go for it. Why would a woman act that way? So I am going to get on my soapbox just a little. Shoot. In our community, as men, we have let our women down. Mothers, wives, daughters, nieces, cousins. And in so doing... We haven't had the opportunity. They haven't had the opportunity to heal. And part of that healing is having the conversation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when we mess up, we don't even want to have a conversation. You ain't seen your daddy in 30 years. You go over his house to try to talk to him and reconcile. Well, I did the best I could and I don't want to hear shit else about. You know, when you don't get the opportunity to address that component of the healing process, then you, you know, you carry that pain with you. You Facts. take your luggage with you everywhere you go. Facts. So um, if it's unaddressed, and it comes into the relationship. And if we're going to continue with the example with the dad, the relationship you have with the parent of the opposite sex is going to directly affect your relationship with your romantic partner directly. So if you haven't addressed that pain with the dad, then you're bringing that with you when you deal with your mate. If you haven't addressed the pain of catching your boyfriend with another woman, you're going to bring that with you when you deal with your mate. So anything that reminds you of that can't elicit a negative response. Um, so, you know, and a lot of our women bring that trauma. A lot of our women have had traumatic experiences as a result of their interaction with black men. So we need to be as patient as we can with them in that regard. Now, I'm not telling you to let us slap you out in your face and shit. Uh, what I am saying is just be as patient as you can and understanding uh, and give her space to work through. 
Because as you spend more time with your wife and she sees you a stand-up dude or girlfriend, she sees you a stand-up dude, if she's a stand-up woman, which I would assume she would be if you're with her, uh, she's going to do what she needs to do to work on that. And if she can't work through that on her own, hopefully you know, there'll be a therapeutic process she'd be willing to go through with a professional to help her deal with that deal pain with, and I that trauma. That. Mm, so that. we have to give our women space to heal from the shit we did to them. And I'm right. going to stop there. Mm. I like that answer. Yeah, Honestly. man. Thank you. That was fire. Thank you. Look Thank up, you, look my up. brother. Thank there you, you my brother. <laughs> the microphone was in the way. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to leave it there. That's, yeah, that's right. Man. Hey, I would have got to it eventually, yeah. my brother. Yes, sir. That's what's up, man. Well, hit us up. Speak between the lines. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Start a conversation with us. Join the conversation we're already having. Check out our merch. Our uh, merch store is, is up and running, man. I don't know if there's a deal going on right now. It may be, but the only way you find one. out. There is? There is a deal right now. Okay, what we got? I just know there's a deal. Oh, Jesus. That means you got to log on to find out. Yes. Right. That means go to the website, and the website is bit.ly forward slash SBTL store. You will find all of our shit. Um, so breaking into some breaking news, right, which happened here recently, um, you know, recording this episode Monday, and I think it happened yesterday. Um, Nipsey, Nipsey 31st, Hustle. 31st, yeah. March 31st. 31st. March yeah, so 31st. Nipsey, Nipsey, Nipsey Hustle was essentially murdered in front of his, his business, right? Shot six times. Um, on Crenshaw and Slauson. Yeah, on Crenshaw and Slauson. His hood, right? Yes, Man, yes. And, you know, the, the, the entertainment, everybody's been reacting, you know, different ways. And, it, you know, it's a sad thing that it happened, you know, and definitely condolences to him, his family, Lauren London. Um, yeah, man. Um, so kind of just getting y'all's thoughts on, on that and, you know, what y'all think. Rudy, I know you called me directly and said, that, you know, you want to... You know, we want to touch on this because it was something that, I guess, yeah, to you personally. Well, not personally, but it affected you strongly. It did, and the, the crazy thing about it is, um, I never really, you know, full disclosure, I never really listened too much to him. I've heard his name floated so much um, in the last year, and I know he was on the come up, but I just never vested myself into his music, right? And I hate to say this too. When I first heard it, um, I was like sleeping and my wife said he got shot. And I don't know if we're so desensitized to it as a culture. Rapper shot, you know, it happens so often, you know, like Yellow Beezy just got shot here in Dallas. Mm -hmm. Um, Hell man, Um, you know, X got shot out in oh, Florida yeah, X, and X, killed. X, X, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's just like, I immediately thought, damn, like, I, I thought about Tupac. I immediately was like, well, damn, when he get back in the studio, he gonna light some shit up, right? Because mm-hmm. nobody said how how deep it was. They just said, mm-hmm. he got shot at. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know, like, he'll be fine and everything like that. And then maybe like an hour later, I was driving in a car. I pulled up in front of the house and um, I got online and I saw that he died. And I must have sat in that car for like 35, 40 minutes. Mm. Like, like, cause it, it fucked me up. Like just from a standpoint, like from a human being standpoint, it would mess me up if somebody in the neighborhood got shot. Mm-hmm. Right. But the more I read, I literally spent the next five hours doing nothing but watching interviews, listening to music, and I got fucking emotional. I watched a 49-minute interview with him. 
this nigga was a gem. Like he was a gem. Hmm. And to see that type of person who got out of the hood, came back to the hood to invest in it and show people a better way and a better life and a better light to have that taken out, whether that be from the people in the hood or if we want to go the other route and say that that was a professional hit because of maybe the type of documentary he was doing about a pharmacist or a doctor who was talking about how the government was, you know, making people sick. I don't know, mm-hmm. but not him. Like that, that's the, that's, that's the crazy thing is like, he was 33 years old and it's just like, I saw, I saw people talking about, you know, this is a, this is a evil world. Um, it's a dangerous evil world and all this stuff. Right. And I watched a video and a gentleman had an interesting take on that. And he said, no, it's not an evil world. It's a beautiful world that has dark places in it. And Mm. when you really think about it Mm. from his perspective, he was highlighting that because he made it out of the dark place. And he was putting niggas on to show them how the world could be, Mm -hmm. where the world with the opportunities the world allows for you. I'm going to build this business here. So y'all know that, you know, we don't have to do this type of, you know, transaction. It is another level. He's traveled the world. He's gone all these different places. He was trying to bring us with him. People that would never get a shot to do any of that. (laughs) And that's all, that's all it was. He was trying to show a better, more beautiful world. And this dude like, man, I'm not going to, I'm not gonna hold up all the time, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think I think one of the things most importantly is, is how he was how he was giving back to his uh, his community, mm-hmm. right? You know mm-hmm. how, um, like you said, he made it out, and to to be able to get into a position where you're able to help people, you're not selfish with your your own money, your own time, and you're, and you're willing to invest into the community that brought you up. A lot of people recognize that. Um, like I said, kind of just at the beginning, there's a lot of people in the industry, in the entertainment industry, connected with that because a lot of people do that. Like what LeBron James, he goes off, he makes money, and then he builds a school in his own in uh, in Akron, Ohio. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So we, you know, when you have people that do stuff like that, especially black people, right? Because a lot of us are known to to when we do get wealthy, we go off and leave, and our communities, you know. They suffer because we're not we're not building back into our community. So when you do have people like that um, that are willing to invest back into the places that they grew up, and then that's that's stripped from you for whatever reason, right? You know, whatever reason that was, whether it was something he was involved in or whatever, or you know anything, you know it does it does sting and it does hurt. Um, so that's all I got on that, man. Uh, for me, it was. I, I was like I was like you Rez. I didn't know much about Nipsey until it happened. Then when I when y'all sent the message like, "Hey, Nipsey got shot," it's like it didn't seem real, right? You know? Right. And I think as a culture, we have not as a culture as a people, we become more desensitized to violence. Because like when I first saw him, like, well, what did he do? And like that, that was my first mindset. Okay, was he in the wrong place at the wrong time? Was he? Out here, like you know, some of these other rappers, you know, who still attached to the street life, 
And that's that's something I'm trying to get away from because like when this hearing all this stuff that he does as much as he gives back, mm-hmm. what what I'm hoping is that this becomes a legacy of what other people, a template that other people start doing as a way to honor him. Because mm-hmm. unfortunately, as Americans, most of us don't move until something tragic happens. So right. hopefully this can be a inspiration to say, even though he didn't finish his dream of building up his, you know, his, his hood, his, his homeland, but we can do the same thing in memory of him. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at that. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. That's good stuff. Yeah. It was sad, man. I when you when you when you uh, said it, and you said how many times he got shot. Six. Did I say? Did I say what I was thinking at the time when you said he got shot six times? You, I can't remember. I don't think so. I don't think I said anything, but in my mind, I was like, "He done right six times." That's that's hard. That's yeah. That's yeah, hard to come that's back real. from. That's yeah. real. That's hard to come back from. And, and so. <sighs> I didn't know as much about him either. So as I started digging, uh, his financial literacy initiatives were the things that stuck out to me the most. And uh, understanding that property is 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 wealth. If you own the land, you can do whatever you want with it. Uh-huh. If you own the land, you can build the building. You don't like the building, you tear it down, you build another one because uh-huh. you own the land. And it sounds like he understood that. He understood the power of employment and how 100 percent and how it can adjust a person's view of themselves and how it can install hope just having a job going from not having a job and not knowing what's going to happen to you to being able to get up every morning at eight o'clock be at work at nine and get off at five and you know your money's going to be on time that's that's powerful um especially in terms of dealing with depression and anxiety, the stuff that happens in our community because we don't know where our meals are going to come from sometime. So you remove that, that particular difficulty, install hope in that individual, and you know they can reach all kinds of heights. And he was doing that on Crenshaw and Slauson in his neighborhood. Um, so those are really, really powerful things. I, I don't, I'm not necessarily enthralled with some of the reasonings and theories and so on and so forth that are coming out as explanations of what may or may not have happened. Um, But all that aside, he was definitely a stellar human being that not enough people knew about. Right. And see, that's the thing that gets me. I actually felt, I felt guilty Mm -hmm. last Mm -hmm. night for not knowing more about him. Mm Mm-hmm. And I hate, I hate that, that that's usually when people catch up, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like when the light's taken away, that's Mm -hmm. when people wake up. Yeah. I mean, but you can't do anything about that because he was doing stuff specifically in his own community. So, you know, a lot of people in LA, oh, they knew. Yeah. LA knew. People in LA loved him. His nationwide profile wasn't as uh, widely known, which is a shame. Frankly, it's it's a shame because after I started looking at stuff, he was in all kind of stuff to benefit the community. Yes, there Um, because he's from the neighborhood he's from in L.A. is not a game. Rolling Sixties is the most notorious gang in L.A. without question. 
And for him to be able to transition from those dark pockets that you just talked about, because mm-hmm. we all have the we all have dark and light within us, and the one you feed is the one that's going to grow. Right. For him to be able to transition from what comes with West Coast gangbanging to owning multiple storefronts, multiple properties, giving kids tennis shoes, giving people jobs, and not expecting anything in return but for these individuals to go off and prosper. Right. That's tough, man. And, and, and he was, and the thing, the crazy thing about it too is he's really good. Like his when last I started, album was dope. when I started listening to his, oh, that last, I listened to that. fire. Yeah, oh yeah it was. Yeah, it, it was. It, Jesus. But he's really talented. Yeah, like, yeah. So one of the things that he said um, in the documentary was so crazy. How could you to speak to an employment? Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he runs into this kid at a McDonald's. Right. And the kid is on his laptop and he's got his hand over. No, it's a tablet. He's got his hand over the tablet and the tablet is reading the bone structures in his hand. Right. He's taking his kid to the bathroom. He sees it. He's like, hey, what are you working on? Right. The kid was actually building um, the autonomous driver program mm-hmm. for Uber. Mm-hmm. That's what he was doing. Oh, wow. He he said, that's amazing. We need to talk. They have a one on one conversation. He brings this dude onto his label to start working on marketing and digital stuff for him as a rapper. He was so far ahead on on mm-hmm. things that he was thinking. Mm-hmm. It was it it was it was awe inspiring. Yeah, he um he was he was definitely he owned his own masters. He was in he was in a really good position musically, but he was also if the music stopped at if the music had stopped on January one, he would have been good because he had all this other stuff going on. Right, that's just brilliant. Man, there's there's oh you got something? You know, just, so there's there's one thing, um, man. I kind of want to I kind of want to get into. I really want to get your your thoughts, everyone's thoughts on it. Um, and it's something we see, and you kind of we kind of touched on it, but not really. And we don't even really have to go into it in depth. But you know, when you see people of high profiles um, murdered or whatever, or they die, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of information thrown out. Um, you know, it's factual and non-factual, and there's a lot of information that that, that spreads. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we saw with with X X X Tentacion when he died um, because it was sudden. Right. How, how you say his name? X X X Tentacion. Is that how you say it? Tentacion. Yeah. Shh, I'm glad I never said that shit out loud. I, was thinking, oh, I just called him Triple X. I yeah. fuck that shit off. <laughs> or X X X X Tentacion. Right. Um, you know, there's information that, that's thrown out that's 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 incorrect because we try to find reasons as to why you know someone dies Mm -hmm, especially mm -hmm. when they're celebrity that pain that's that pain in in action Mm -hmm. you want immediate answers right everything we do when it when we're in pain everything that we do including suicide is to get the pain to stop when a person is in pain and they commit suicide they don't want to die they want the pain to stop they think the pain will stop if they have a successful Suicide attempt. So pain is a hell of a motivator. Mm. Um, so that, so maybe we should just say some of the stuff that's coming out and then address some of the, the, the things that 
are being said or how, how you want yeah, to Yeah, we can, let's roll that way. Um, so the thing that strikes me, so we'll start with it. You said maybe it was a professional hit. People are saying that it could have been a professional hit. Yeah, but see, that's the thing with a professional hit too. Street niggas can do professional hits too. Yes. I mean, it's like, I mean that, yes. that, 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 saying it's a professional hit in of itself is not necessarily an indicator of who did it. So let's be more specific. They're saying it's a government hit. Some people are saying it's some government. People, okay. Some people are saying it's street gang. Okay, so let's talk about whether it's... So first, let's talk about a professional hit. So don't ask me how I know this. But <laughs> Boy, I'm Cliff coming out. I'm kidding. No, no, no. This ain't got nothing to do with Oakland. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 I'm not wearing that jacket. Uh, <laughs> uh, professional hitmen typically use a silence twenty-two. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talking about like the mafia. That's not even a stretch. No, that ain't no stretch. That was good. You didn't have to do the disclaimer. I thought you was about to hit him with it. But it's more coming. I'm just saying. Like more to three buttons, two, got a red tie on. Yeah, we kind of look at a hitman that type of way. What the movies have a line eyes. Did you game? Yeah. I mean, but yeah, he just yeah. got a hitman video guy. I, I, I mean, did, but I see. And the movie, we line, we we've lionized that That's type of behavior movie. in movie situations, especially mafia hitman. You know, all the, all the stuff we we we've come to expect from what we the stereotypical the hitman shoot you three times, shoot you in the head, and then walk off calm. You know, we that's I think people envision that. Yeah, people yeah. envision that, and it, it doesn't necessarily go down like that. Although it has sometimes. Uh, so typically use a 22 it's suppressed there's a very specific velocity that they use uh they typically pick up their shells you know they plan all this stuff out it's it's um so there's that then i heard then there's something that we saw saying that it was a government hit mm. and oh for the doc for the doc right, right. so yeah. there are a couple of issues with that but to be frank if the government wanted to kill you they they don't have to shoot you uh, there's so many That's other true. ways. The Russian government is, uh, they are specialists. They have specialists that kill their enemies in very obtuse ways. So they like they ra- did radiation poisoning on this one guy in London. They didn't know why he was going to die. They didn't know what was killing him for like three or four days. It was crazy. His hair was falling out. It was insane. They had figured out a way to poison him with some form of radiation. Like there are a whole bunch of ways mm-hmm. the government can get a hold to you without putting a bullet in you. Um, and I'm saying they did or they didn't do it. I don't necessarily subscribe to that theory. Um, and as it as it pertains to the documentary, actually, I won't touch that yet. Uh, the um, and then so the way that I think it probably happened. Uh, so the news report said some guy got close to him. Hit him six times. The other two people that were with him were hit. Mm-hmm. Nip died, expired as a result, and the other two guys were rushed to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And they are currently in stable condition, I think is the last thing I saw. Uh, and that sounds extremely plausible. Uh, that's, I think, the most likely thing, because I'm a, I have a background in firearms to the point where I've trained police officers. Um and if you're within three feet and I know you and you don't consider me a threat, mm-hmm. I'm going to hit you every time. If I know you, I can get as close to you as I want to because right. you're not concerned. You're used to being around me. And they said the friend shot him. That's right. That's right. They uh-huh. said the friend shot him. So 
I think that's probably what happened. Now, if we're going to go into the reasoning, there are a number of reasons why. I don't think the documentary had anything to do with it because most people haven't even studied Dr. CV and what he's saying, that's first and foremost. Point. That's a good point. No, Very few people know what he's even talking about or why he's saying what he's saying. The second thing is no one's read the court docket. No one read the deposition. No one's read the testimony. And I've seen a lot of it. It's sealed in New York. So there's only so much that's online. You'd have to go to New York and had a case number and pull it and go through it to see everything that happened. Uh, so in conjunction with that, Dr. CB didn't, was not sued because he had the AIDS cure. He was sued because the state of New York accused him of practicing medicine without a license mm. because he called himself Dr. CB. He doesn't have an MD. He doesn't have anything. He's self-trained. Um, the agreement was, well, not even the agreement. The case, he won the case because the jury said he's not diagnosing anyone, which is part of a doctor's responsibility, and he's not providing any medication. So he's not performing any medical functions. So that's how he won the case. Not that he cured people, not that people, or that he cured HIV. That's not why he won. He wasn't a medical doctor. He wasn't prescribing medication. He wasn't diagnosing people. And they're absolutely right. Technicality. Works. I mean, it is a technicality, but it it's just, it, it's, yeah, it's, yeah that, that, that's, that's the way it goes. So it doesn't have anything to do with him diagnosing HIV. And to delve into that just a little bit more, what he's advocating for, the holistic diet, is really good for you. When you eat improperly, like we probably all do, um, it makes it more difficult for your body to do its basic functions. When you eat a lot of fatty foods, sodium-based foods, you get high blood pressure, high cholesterol, so on and so forth. We know that there are uh, consequences for eating McDonald's every day. Yeah. Yeah. I did that for a while, too. Bitch, I was with you. It's called college. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So when we transition to a holistic diet, plant-based diet, uh, the most important thing is not what, what you are eating, but what you aren't eating. You aren't ingesting Fat, a lot of fat. You aren't investing in lo ingesting a lot of so sodium, a lot of sugar, so on and so forth. So because you don't have those things, your your body doesn't have to deal with them. Mm. And plant matter sense. isn't digested in the same way as as a as meat is. So it goes through your colon more quickly, and anything that's in front of it goes out with it. Mm. So it helps to keep you regular, which is really important because the less time food spends in your system the less of the bad stuff you can soak up. Right. So what he's advocating for is absolutely fantastic. I have no problem with that. When people say that it cures disease, that's not true. It prevents certain negative repercussions from eating a high cholesterol, high sodium diet. So I, I absolutely, but it's not, there's no cure involved in that. That's preventative. Mm. And we would have a lot less health problems if we did what he's, what he advocated. I have no issue with any of that. But when we talk, we're talking about curing individuals. Mm. You don't cure bacterial and and viral based infections with eat diet. Salad. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You ain't gonna eat a whole bunch of cucumbers and pickles and shit and yeah. you feel better. That's not, you know, you ain't gonna. <laughs> why did I, hold on. Why did I think about um? What was that? What was that movie? That animated movie with all the food coming to life. 
Um, oh, uh, that was Seth Rogen's movie. Yeah, yeah. Seth yeah. Strange. Sausage Party. Sausage Party. Sausage yeah, Party. that's right. I just put a whole bunch of cucumbers going into your stomach, right. like cussing out AIDS. They're beating AIDS up. You So that's not that's not going to happen. But what it does yeah. is give your body a consistent source of energy to use in fighting off those bacterial and, and viral infections with its natural immune system. You got an immune system for a reason to yep. fight off those infections naturally. So it gives you the energy to do that. Um, you know, in the alkaline versus acidic, uh, acidic uh, pH balance in the body and all of that stuff. Hey, cancer don't give a shit about that shit. Is acid? Oh, I'll take some of that. Alkaline? Oh, I'll take some of that too. It, it doesn't care. It's gonna. It's still going to. By the way, do it does. <laughs> For real. I mean, I got the pH based water here just because. But I mean, it's not gonna keep. It's gonna keep me from getting cancer. Cancer was just in case. Yeah, cancer's cancer is the body's attempt at living forever, and it ends up killing you in the process. That's so, crazy. Yeah, That's there's a whole crazy. separate. There's a whole separate thing. So. Food is not going to cure you, but it will give your body the energy to fight, which mm. is really important. Mm. And maybe some people see that as a cure, and I can understand why. Yeah. Uh, but we make some of those assumptions based on ignorance, and everybody's ignorant. Me, everybody, that's ignorant of something. Great point. Uh, and there's no shame in that. I don't know is the best question is, is the best answer, and then follow up question to find out why is the is is the best question, in my opinion. So I think when we take that whole thing Dr. C.B. cured AIDS and we just put it out in the public and no one's done their due diligence to find mm-hmm. out the source hell yeah you know what motherfuckers you know what they did kill Dr. King and you start making those connections to Four somebody narrative. that you care about that makes sense you, you start making those same connections because the CIA FBI they're notorious for fucking with people in LA I mean I definitely understand it but they have done some horrible things to the black community of Los Angeles the FBI has terrible stuff so I can understand why people why people think that that may be the case I just don't see any evidence to that degree based on what we got based off what we I just yep. don't see any evidence that's fair so, that's my two cents I took a while on that I apologize <laughs> no that was that was a dissertation I appreciate you my needed. brother <laughs> don't say dissertation I'm not going after a PhD too much, <laughs> <laughs> much. <laughs> alright that was legit though I got you. Gucci, that's what's up, man. That was actually that's actually I think a good wrap up, man. Um, man, like I said, condolences to Nipsey Hustle, For man, real. and his family, and everybody that's God going bless through that. Nipsey and his family. Yeah, man, most definitely. Um, you know, speaking of energy, speaking of energy and having the energy to fight off shit, us released. That was your segue. That was pretty that, cool. That was, that was well. I thought it's kind of coming back. I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga sleepy. <laughs> this nigga. You got a better one? Let me hear you. Segue off of that. Yeah. Into us. Silence. I wouldn't say shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably make a joke, which you kind of did. Yeah. Sort of. It was funny. I laughed. Appreciate you, Rock. What are you niggas gonna laugh? Uh, (laughs) All right, man. Us, dope movie. Jordan Peele just dropped. Man, man. I think we should break this down. I know we're gonna shout out Jordan Peele. Shout out Jordan Peele, man. He did kill that shit. Um, Fuck it. I'm not gonna spend too much time on it. What do y'all think? (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, let's let's preface preface it like this. Uh, So Jordan Peele drops us his second release, Mm -hmm. theatrical release. Mm Um, 
we'll get our opinions on it as far as like what our, our let's do it like this let's do get first reactions to the movie when we first saw it mm. then we can kind of dig into some favorite moments then we can dig into some of the theories that you know everybody's kind of kicking around and then i guess we can rate it um and then after that if y'all want we can debate if it's better than get out or not oh that's a good debate that's bad yeah 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 but let's let's preface it by saying this um jordan peele what he what he's done in just these first two theatrical releases has basically put himself up into that category of directors that sell a movie off their name alone mm-hmm. that like, is like tyler perry tries to do like Tyler Perry tries <laughs> that to dress, hey, but he has to put a dress Tyler on Perry first. I mean, he does. It's Tyler Perry movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I ain't gonna lie though. I don't really mess with the Medea movies. That last one was actually halfway funny. Medea's funeral, or yeah, Medea that last one. Or something like yeah, that? yeah, yeah, that was a mess. That, that was actually pretty yeah. decent. Was it? It was a mess. I was yeah. laughing. It was, it was so funny. stupid. It was dude. funny. Really? I yeah, I was yeah. laughing. See that? It's worth a watch. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take that one. Um, but yeah, like. I mean, we got to start putting this dude. I'm not saying I'm not comparing Jordan Peele to any of these directors, but I am saying that his name has drawing power. Like when you say Scorsese's doing a movie, mm, I'm going to see. You're going to see it. Yeah, yeah. If you say Tarantino's going to do a movie, yeah, you're going to see it. If Jordan Peele drops a movie, somebody's going to check that out. Everybody's mm. checking that out. Mainstream wise, yeah. now he's done that with two releases, and that's incredible. Yeah. So before anybody you know says anything. Let's just give him his due. Yeah, he came from nowhere yeah. and he just smoked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's nah. a killer. And he's a killer. I love his honesty because, like, on the press show, he's like, "Well, um, there's no need for me to. I'm not interested in casting a white guy as the lead." Respect because so that, we we've had that for the past hundred years. That's where we are gonna start because that's a, I mean that's that's, that's deep. That's yeah, deep. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's deep. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't oh, gonna start oh, there. Like, <laughs> so I mean, Rez just gave I the mean, outline. I mean, but we're talking about there. George. Bro. What did you first think about the movie? <laughs> we're, so, we're talking <laughs> about George. Jesus. Okay. I like the movie. Have you first impressions for you know foreplay right? Like you gotta warm into it. Like you don't just. Jam it in there. Just put it, try to put it in the ass. Quick. Like, <laughs> no loop. No like, no. Shit, bro. Yo, we like, got this antioxidant water in. over here. We got all the loop we need. All right. Water? <laughs> Wait, you say all the water, water that you need? We got this antioxidant water over here. It's good for you. Let me find out that's oh. how he keeps spark alive in his relationship. <laughs> My God, Shit. it's gonna have sparks, Jerry. You, you, better, you, better, you better be putting water nowhere, my nigga. <laughs> Remind me not to drink after my brother. <laughs> it's only five percent, right? It's only five percent. Oh, okay, bring it back. Hold on, bring it back. We getting out. We getting out. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Okay. 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 All right. So, uh, so first my reactions. first thought. First right. reaction. There we go. First so thoughts. Go ahead. My first thought. B one hundred. I walked out. And I was like, okay, yeah, that was cool. That was a, that was a cool movie. That was a cool movie. I think I think I found myself, and we were talking. I think I found myself trying to understand the movie too much to where I wasn't enjoying the movie. Ah, uh, you, you know up. what I mean? Yep. Yeah. So I, was, I can understand. You know what I'm saying? So that. so you know, I watched the movie. I was like, okay, yeah, that was cool. And I think one thing I did, even um, so one thing I did that I wouldn't suggest doing because it's no point. Is what what you do is like. When you have a lead role, like a whole family that's that's black, you think that race is going to be the issue in the movie, right? And I think mm. I I did that walking in. I'm like, okay, well, where is it at? Where is it at? It's not there. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not 
I'm not enjoying it. Like, I'm missing something. So let me just watch the movie. So after seeing it, I was like, okay, that was cool. I caught some stuff that made sense. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. But I feel like I missed a lot of the movie the first time seeing it. Um, you see it more than once? I didn't see it more than once. But oh, okay. I had a conversation with, with Michael and just even us talking about it and then me reliving the movie through my head, it's like, oh, okay, no, that movie was actually really, really good. Mm. So that was kind of my first thought on it. You okay, know what's funny about that? Mm. I had that same thought. When the movie first came on, had the rabbits, I'm like, oh, why is there only one black rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> as, as the camera's painting out. <laughs> and then it's only had black rabbits. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> I said, let me calm down. Let me just let me just sit here and enjoy the movie. Why is only one? Why is only one black, black rabbit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like that's like, oh, that's okay. All these white rabbits, only one black one. So then I was like, okay, let me just take it back and just watch the movie, not expect anything. Because I was I was the exact same. I was trying. I was trying to find meaning in everything. I ain't gonna lie though. That intro was fucking fire. That that rabbit, that pan out. Mm-hmm. Oh man, an orchestra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all the the, the oh, music was amazing. Lord. Yeah, the music was very very timely. We had the beach, you know, every selection made perfect sense for the scene. And and you know how some Marvel movies, the movie can take you out of it, the music can take you out of it. You never felt that with this. Yeah, Yeah. that's a good point. Spoilers ahead. Yeah, by the way, spoilers. We waited an extra week for y'all to go see this. But first of all, everybody's seen this movie. You know, this is the highest grossing horror movie. movie. Yeah. A horror movie that wasn't the original the original horror, horror movie. movie. Yeah. It's the highest grossing original what is horror it? movie. Is it, is it, is it genre as a horror movie? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. yeah I mean, I, I don't I, feel it's a horror movie. Yeah, I don't yeah, either. Yeah. It's, it's more it's suspense more than horror. Yeah. 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 yeah, there wasn't really any parts in it that just like, yeah. no jump scares yeah. or anything. Yeah. Like scares no typical horror stuff. Right. Like, you see that smile? That was scary. The smile? The smile? Which one? The little girl? That girl was creepy. That was scary as hell. That little girl was creepy. What about you two, though? Um, I really enjoyed it. It was a, uh, it was definitely very well done. He tied up all of the questions, so any major questions that he asked, he tied them up by the end with the reveal. I thought that he didn't leave anything hanging or dangling that wasn't supposed to be. Mm, that's very, that's a very good. Word yeah, usage right there that wasn't supposed to be. Yeah. There's some things I think you're supposed to wonder what the hell happened, Correct. Next, especially mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah, I thought that the cinematography was really good. Again, the music was was fantastic. I thought it was. Uh, now I'm going to my movie nerd shit. It was the color grading was really good. Mm-hmm. I thought the costuming was well, but uh, was was uh, was done well. I thought that the casting director did an excellent job. Yes, it was well cast. So from a movie perspective, I was impressed with the technical components and the production of it. And the, the story was just really well done. Uh, for me, um, so my first, the first time I watched it, I turned my brain off because I got mm. some very good advice mm. going in from someone I trust. He said, do not go in here thinking, get out. Clean slate. You go into this movie, don't think, just absorb that was his advice to me so when i watched it it was it was so professionally done it was one of those moments where like even though it's a completely different genre i liken it to my experience when i first saw black panther so when i first saw black panther it was it was such a high caliber 
film, the way it looked, the way it sounded, the way it was shot, like the way it was directed, acted, black people. And we're like, that's what it's supposed to be. Medea mm-hmm. done fucked us up for so long that we don't know. <laughs> like, it's, it's crazy, right? Yeah, no, that's a, I think that's an excellent point. Yeah. When I saw us, I got that. And that's when I was just like, okay, like Jordan's legit. Because it's, okay, you did that with, with one black guy in the midst of white people. Mm-hmm. The rest of the of Get Out was white. Outside of what, three characters? Mm-hmm. The woman, the, the friend, I guess the police officer. It's like four or five. Okay, so maybe four yeah. or five. Like a handful. Yeah. Sprinkled in there like pepper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To have a black cast predominantly on the screen and to do that type of work from the sound, the the soundtrack, like he chose these people and it all came together. Oh man, I just got goosebumps. Just I'm thinking about the movie in my head. I thought it was a masterpiece. And I remember seeing that word before I went into the movie. And I'm like, they gassing me up. This is not going to be that. But I thought it was an actual masterpiece. I think it's an instant classic so much so that I'm struggling to find more than maybe five movies that I can put above it in a horror genre. Masterfully done. It's it's that that it was mm. masterfully done. That would be and we're not. I mean, I have some problems with the movie. I'm not gushing completely over. There's one big big issue I have with the movie, but it 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 does it takes nothing away from it. What I still that? think it's a masterpiece. What is that? What's yeah? What's your big issue? My big issue is it showed too much. Too much in, in what there, sense? There was one scene that I wish they would have omitted from the movie. The movie or the movie trailer? No, the movie itself. Okay. okay. Which um, the end, the the twist, and I didn't want to get into it too. Yeah, deep yeah, yet, yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. it, but trust me, I'm not gonna forget it. But I felt like we could have got the same twist without it showing it, without showing mm-hmm. one scene. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. And I felt like that was a, a part that could have been left up for interpretation. That see that's that's the game within the game. Mm-hmm. I'll just see if both mm-hmm. of them could have been. Right. The okay, game within I'm the game you. is like having a debate of like, is she, is she not? Right. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Right. Like there's signs, but we don't know. Right. So we debate right. amongst ourselves. Right. That. Right. Okay. But I'm okay with it because mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. another one. There's another twist that I I I'm I'm one hundred percent buying into. Okay. So we'll talk about that too. All right. All right, so we're going to go into some of the theories um, or some of the meetings. Well, let's go to highlights. What was your some of your favorite parts? Um, Spoilers. One of my favorite highlights was when he goes when Gabe goes outside to meet the family for the first time. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> <laughs> now the police are on their way. Yeah. But yeah, yeah like yeah. also don't buy it. <laughs> It's both sides of it because he comes out as a white guy first. He's like, Ooh, hey, hold up, talk about Yeah, he came out and said, hey, you're my property. You know, you, don't, you guys shouldn't be here. I'm calling the police on the way. You guys shouldn't leave. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to respectfully disagree. I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. I'm going to respectfully disagree while agreeing. I don't think he came out as a white guy. He came out as an American. I'm definitely okay. gonna piggyback off of that okay. later. That that's coming back up. Yes. Get off my property. That's the American way. This is my mm. shit. Leave. Yeah. And here in Texas, you could be on the sidewalk and get your ass shot. Yeah. Facts. Mm-hmm. And then he came out as the aggressive 
stereotype of African American man or his attempt at his portrayal. Yeah, yeah. 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 He was not successful. Already on the damn way. <laughs> yo, did y'all movie theater bust out laughing? Yes. We was dying today. Yeah, man. Yo, that dude carried a lot of that. Uh, oh, his comedic time was oh amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah, it, it was, was good. He did great. It did was great. good. Mbaku. Yeah. That guy's a good actor. <laughs> man, yeah. it's, it's so. So that was your favorite scene? That, yeah. Like, all my favorite scenes were him and, like, I was, okay. like, the, the joke he made with him and the wife's like, well, she looks like you. I can take you. Yeah. That was Bye. funny. He's like, <laughs> Yeah, that was a bad joke. He's like, oh, no, too soon? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Abe? Man, I, I don't even know if it's a part. And but it's it's when what is it what is his name in the movie? The guy. Which one? The the husband. Gabe. Gabe. Yeah. Bro, it's 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 when Gabe and the the tether version of Gabe, I guess the tether version of Gabe is like dragging him out the house and like you hear him yelling. <laughs> In the background, do everything else is going on. That shit was funny. That shit had me laughing. I'm talking about the kids running down the street. You hear him in the background. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! That was funny. <laughs> Man, it, it, but I think I think that's part. That's probably one of the parts I laughed at so the hardest. I'm like, damn, you can still hear his ass yelling in the background. <laughs> Man, there was there was, I don't know. Man, there was a lot. There was a lot in this movie. That would probably be one of my, I guess, favorite moments in the movie per se. But mm-hmm. there was so much that I guess we can kind of get into when we really start breaking into the movie. But mm-hmm. that was one part. Wow, there were so many. I think I like the way. I noticed from the beginning. I really appreciated the way Red moved her mm-hmm. body language. Talk to him, man. I that just, was oh, that was so well done. I just really appreciated meticulous. Oh my god, it was deliberate, yeah, and powerful and graceful. It was it was really really dope. And then you get the reveal as to why if yeah. you're into that type of thing. Close right. to the end of the movie, you figure out oh that's why she moved that way. Uh-huh. Uh, so I I really noticed there the her movement in that regard. Uh, I thought was very well done. So it's not necessarily a part, but you know, just something that I observed. Yeah. So for me, that's important. From oh, go ahead, go ahead. What you mean? Because <laughs> that I think that's important as to why you know the thing that you don't like about the movie. That part there, because then it ties in why you're saying, well, this is this is why this person was doing this. Because okay. you because you know that that part that you don't like yeah because once you know it's like oh that's oh, yeah, yeah. stuff yeah. starts tying in mm-hmm. yeah no I I I'll, and we'll we'll definitely get to that but yes I that's not a deal breaker for me mm-hmm. especially when y'all mm-hmm. hear my rating like I mean it's not a deal breaker um, it's just a preference you know mm-hmm. but my favorite scene the highlight of all highlights is when everything came together. The soundtrack came together, the lighting came together, the photography came together, the cinematography came together, the final fight. The fight scene was dope. Goosebumps. Yes. I will never listen to I Got Five on it the same way. <laughs> right. Man, yeah, for real. Cut you that won't. shit off, please. <laughs> <laughs> when, when she took those few steps back in a row and that song came on and she started working her way around the tables. Mm-hmm. Right, there's no way she won that. She should have lost that fight. 
Well, we're going to get to that, too. Because, okay. in fact, at the end, I, I probably want to get into, like, whose side you are. But, okay. But, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Look, we can have a discussion on that. But when that when they got into the hallway, when she was, like, I don't want to say galloping. I feel like that's disrespectful. There's a better word for it. But She um, was it, leaping. Like, yeah. it was ridiculous. And effortless. Her body. That's the word. It, it yeah. was effortless. She was yeah. effortlessly like the twirls, the evasion, yeah. the yeah. the even the posture of the arms, like they're sharp mm-hmm. postures, right? Mm-hmm. That song with with that lighting, while she's going in and out of the light. Mm-hmm. She dis like if you watch it in Dolby, in oh Dolby Cinema, God. she when it's black in Adobe Cinema, it's pitch black. You can't see it. So she truly disappeared. But you can see like the outline of her silhouette barely. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Mm. That I, I literally had goosebumps. I remember leaning forward in my chair and just like jaw drop. Like yeah, I did that a couple of times. That's yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was my favorite moment. Mm-hmm. That to me is when everything about that movie that was great came together. That's a good. That's a good pick. That's a good pick because the light was dope. Oh, the yeah. cinematography was oh. incredible. Yeah, it was. It was dope. So that was real dope. Yeah, man. All right, so we got theories. Man, it's so many of them. Um, I'm gonna start off with the uh, the stuff with Gabe because it's closer to the beginning of the movie. Yep. Um, before they even come into the picture, is they show what the facade and what the what the pursuit of the American dream how that can be fake Mm. and how you have Gabe is somebody who's educated college graduate has you know for something a good job they have a summer home a home a car and now he's like I'm trying to catch up with the my counterparts yeah Yeah. capitalism and no matter how far no matter how much I have I need to be doing more yeah because even when he gets the boat I will start the best boat oh my he's got the car not not to get this do you think that I'm getting this because you think you got the car to mess with me? So mm-hmm. it's showing the danger of just pursuing just being a capitalist. Just, okay, well, I need to get my slice of the perceived American pie no matter what the cost is. Right. So I love that aspect of it before mm-hmm. the movie even started. That's good. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good I I agree with that. It definitely shows the dangers of capitalism and speaks to, I mean, even in the title U S us, I mm-hmm. mean that you, you, that, that congruency in and of itself kind of lets you know that, you know, there's, there, I'm gonna lean on you a little bit, you know, well, a little bit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I have some, I have some issues with you country and I'm going to expose them in a way that mm-hmm. some of you will catch and some of you will not. Uh, that's, those are excellent points. Masterpiece. And then to piggyback that, when he said, I got to catch this guy. So you're just kind of like, you know, whatever. And then when you see the house that they were living in, it was like night and day. What right. was interesting to me, so the summer home was a, the home she grew up in. So they inherited that house, I would assume, when the mama died. Right. Yeah. They left it the same, the same TV, the same everything. And then when you see the white folks' house, sorry, white folks. Uh, but it was a nice house. It, w- it was 
over the top dope. Over yeah, the top. yeah, that was their summer house. Over the top. Over the top yeah. dope. Yeah, Alexa hooked up into all the, the windows. The house, the you windows. know, the twenty foot windows. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It was super dope. So yeah. just to to me, that showed that. I mean, you, this may be a little bit of a reach, but it was an example of when black folks are successful and they've covered the same amount of ground, let's say they've covered the same amount of ground because white folks tend to have had a head start, mm. our material doesn't necessarily equate right. to the material that they've been able to amass because of said head start. Mm-hmm. So it was yeah. anti-materialism. The black folks had a house that still looked like something from 1987. Right. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. Right. The white folks probably built their house two years ago and they <laughs> might about to put it on the market so they can get right. another one. You, know, <laughs> right. you yeah, can yeah. see the difference, even though these guys both worked really hard, were both obviously smart, worked at some firm where they made a considerable, considerable amount of money because of that head start. He was able to accrue mm-hmm. a 2017 built property, and that house was probably built in 79. Oh, that's good. That's no, a good, I agree with that's that. a good catch. Because I, I think that adds to Gabe's hunger to trying to catch, catch up. Catch up. That's yeah. right. It's like, no matter what I do for myself, no matter what I do for my family, because they, they drove up there in a nice car, too. Yeah, it was a Mercedes station wagon. But it's not enough to catch up with the Joneses that's or the right. Smiths or whoever. Especially when you compare to cars. That's right. Even the cars were. That's right. Yeah, it, there was one I don't point, think that's a reach. There was one point at, okay. uh, on the, um, when they were on the beach because I think he was talking about getting a boat and then when he got it and then he met his homeboy who was white and his homeboy was like, yeah, what kind of boat you get? Mm-hmm. And he told him, he was like, oh, yeah. that was like, so disrespectful. Uh, yeah. yeah, and he's like, well, did you get this? Yeah, I got that. I got that. Well, what about, what about the flare gun? I knew oh. you were going to forget the flare gun. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How yeah, do you miss the shot with the flare gun? He hit him, but it's a flare gun. No, he hit the door. Yeah, he, no, did. he, he hit missed. Him he missed him. Yeah, he, he did missed miss him. him. And what was uh, it gonna do? It came out like womp womp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, like, another great game. Yeah, another one great job, job with Gabe. Yeah, my name yeah. Gabe should have died like three times in that movie, bro. Yeah. But, oh yeah, hell yeah. Oh, I'm so happy you remind me of that. But like, what that scene reminded me of was no matter how good, no matter how successful we are, in their eyes, we're always missing something. Mm, that's a good point. So like, as, like soon as, said, as soon as I saw the movie, because like, he assumed he missed yeah, something. Because he's like, all right, oh, I got the ball. So, oh, do you, do you have this? Do you have the rope? Do you have the tie? Do you have the gun? It's like, oh, I knew you'll be missing something. Yeah, he knew he was going to be deficient wow. at some point. He just needed to find out what said deficiency was. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then stuck there. Because yeah. it, it wasn't like, okay, right. well, you don't have that, but do you got this? He's right. stuck yeah. on like, well, right, yeah, right. No, you don't have this. Yeah, yeah. We might be reaching, but I don't feel that's a reach either. It might be just a little that, bit. That might be a little reach, but. I mean, it but, works. If the shoe fits, wear it, nigga. Lace it up. Right. That's true. No, go ahead. I thought that was, I thought that was a good conversation. Is there any point that? No. Okay. So. All right. <laughs> Do you have any others you want to talk about? Well, no. Oh, wait. Theory. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're in theory. theory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I was like, I was like, I was like damn. Nobody knows about theories. Okay, I'll go. Yeah. Um. Oh man. Mm, I'm trying to figure out which one, which one I want to hit on. There was, there was something with with Jeremiah 11, well 11, 11 in the mm, sense that I heard about. Yep, yep, yep. That uh, I can't, I can't even get it out right now. Uh, just a, a paraphrase, uh, not an exact quote from mm-hmm. Jeremiah 11, 11, but basically it's talking about how um, there's people that are going to be crying out for help. Mm. That are in an inescapable danger. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna help you. The yeah. rap, like I like, 
whatever's going to befall you is going to happen and there's nothing you can do about it. There's right. no escape. I'm mm-hmm. not going to change my mind. That's your ass. Yeah. Period. That's, That's it. it. That's it. Mm. Another one was, well, there's that. And then just how, even when you're talking about the tether people and the real, what, okay, what, what, do you, what are we calling them so we can all be Americans? So Americans and the tether? No. They're all Americans. Okay, but I'm talking about when we're deciding. Okay, the so difference. let's just say, let's say, let's say up, uptown and downtown. Uptown and downtown? Yeah, north side, south side. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Kiki might not like that, though. Yeah, that's real talk. North Dallas, south Dallas. Yeah, Houston ain't going to like that shit. Um, even, even how you see, like, the, even when you see how downtown, I guess, looked versus uptown in a sense and when you're talking about the the type of i guess privilege they had or mm-hmm. the, the access mm-hmm. to resources that they mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. versus downtown you know what i mean access to resources is a theme big theme in the movie too huge mm-hmm. theme in the movie yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's part of the, it, it dovetails with the materialism piece but go ahead i don't want to i'm just saying i'm access to resources is a big <laughs> component yeah because yeah. i mean when you see it just even kind of us right and the movie or us? Well, okay, us sitting on the couch gotcha. on this I'm podcast. Just, okay. You know, and even you know how we grew up and the stuff that we had access to. You know, me, my mom. Um, you know, we grew up in Pleasant Grove, and then she moved me to Mesquite. And even with that move, you can tell there was a difference of of what you learned and how you learned being in. I guess when I was Pleasant Grove versus DISD. Yeah, DISD yeah. versus moving to Mesquite, and that's true. The type of access you had to, the type of help. The type of resources you had, and you, you can kind of see that difference, even with the the girl and how, or even with any of them, right? And how they were able to act, or how they acted versus their counterparts who mm-hmm. were in uptown. Mm-hmm. Thought right. that was interesting. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Great point, actually. Um, damn, I was gonna save that one, but that I mean, since we're here, so that's really the overarching thing. Is it talks about privilege itself privilege isn't always financial sometimes privilege is just access or ability to choose something mm-hmm. so for the people in uptown and i think that red completely highlighted that during her uh monologue in the living room where she talked about how once upon a time you know, she had that voice, mm-hmm. amazing, mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. voice. Uh, when she talked about how she got to play with these certain types of toys that were comfortable, and she cut her hands when mm-hmm. she was playing with hers, they're doing the exact same thing. Yeah, right. She um, gives birth, you know, to a child mm-hmm. by C-section. Hers comes out. She had to cut herself open. I assumed that's probably what happened too. Yeah. Even though she wasn't explicit, but I assumed when she said she had to do it herself, she, she, she I had just a, assumed that's she probably She cut what herself open. Yeah. I assumed that. She married the man that she loved and she just had to marry his counterpart. She Amen. didn't even love the dude, right? But all that all that being said, I mean, other than just quoting what she's saying, is basically stating that would we be who we are today if it weren't for the environment that we individually grew up in? Mm-hmm. Your environment actually shapes a lot of this. because, And here's how you know it's real. Adelaide 
the main character is a tether spoiler right <gasps> oh my god she adapts completely and why does she adapt the therapist the black woman therapist said put her in dance give her opportunities arts and sciences is what gave her the opportunity to catch up to the other mm. what was she seven years old at the time mm. yeah to the other seven-year-olds within a specific range so when she I don't want to give that part away yet. So yes, the arts and sciences and the ability to express oneself in an environment that's safe, happy, and healthy works wonders. Which basically says this. The same thing can be said about us in the United States, in the world, in third world countries. If you give people in the third world country the same access that you give us here, mm -hmm. they could do the same thing. Right. But we looked at them as the enemy. Like, like it's crazy how like like... When you go into the movie, you think it's a monster movie. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, oh, well, this is a good family, so I'm rocking with them. Well, these are the monsters, so I, we want to get rid of them because they're the threat. They talk creepy. They move weird. So they're bad, right? Mm -hmm. Not knowing the at the end that the main person you're rooting for came from them. Yeah. And all she was given was an opportunity. Yep. Yep. And you can even think of, you can even take that on how how we'll look at somebody, right? Maybe not us per se, but how people who are who have more money, who stay in the far north part of a particular city, how they'll look at someone mm -hmm. who isn't necessarily from there from, what they don't look like, they don't they're not driving the same car they do, right? Like right. how many times does like you'll be this could be for something else, but how many times you'll be somewhere and you'll you'll be walking somewhere and then somebody else who's not your race, let's just say white, they're looking at you a certain type of way or right. they don't talk to you a certain type of way or you know something like that because you think they're they're beneath you or whatever in mm -hmm. a sense. And that may not be mm -hmm. the reason for every particular person in every situation, but in some cases, I mean, it is. You know, the first thing I thought about when I um, saw the jumpsuit um, for people downtown, the red prison? line. The red line? The red line. Mm. And I'll let you hit on the prison, um, but... The red line is basically that part of the neighborhood where the tax dollars aren't really flowing the same way. So, like, if you go to Plano, Frisco, things like that, grass is cut. It's maintained very well. You go to South Dallas, Oak Cliff. We so got streets that need to be repaired. And we, they ain't repaired yeah, them and I don't know. Potholes. You, you probably mess up your car. Like, the red line. It's usually a railroad track that separates one side from the other. Mm. Right? I felt their jumpsuits represented that red line figuratively hmm. it was an illustration of the actual red line between the privileged and the unprivileged right that's interesting and i thought it was a commentary on race on classism on um the red line itself on socialism i think all of that was wrapped up in that one sh that suit hmm and they also, that suit also pays tribute to Michael Jackson, Thriller. Mm -hmm. The glove, mm -hmm. they only wear one glove. That's a Michael Jackson Thriller, or not uh, Thriller, but Michael Jackson uh, shout out. That's also a double entendre because it's a, a Freddy Krueger reference. Yeah, I've, I've seen that theory on, on uh, YouTube. That it, was interesting. It, it all ties mm -hmm. together. One thing I found out I thought was amazing, the duality. Duality was heavy in this movie from the, from not only the characters itself to um, the weapon, scissors. Yeah, let's talk about these scissors. The okay. scissors are literally 
the same instrument. It's a pair of the an identical instrument tied together with just a nut. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that ties them together. So if you're alluding to how she's talking about the soul, a regular person and a tethered person are the same. They're just bound by the soul. Well, if you look at the scissors, it's literally two sides bound by the nut, which would be the soul. Mm. It's at the core of the scissors that mm. holds everything together. Mm. That's dope. Even even to the poster, the marketing. This, this Hold on. Let's not leave the ahead. scissors yet. Let's not leave oh, the go, scissors go, yet. Go, go, go. When the scissors... The scissors represented them and all of their activity because when the scissors come together, so they're each side of the scissors represents each different person and the pin that holds them together is the soul, mm-hmm. right? When the, scissor, when the scissors come together, as those people, as the, as the two tethered people came together, when scissors are used, they create or destroy. The closer they got together... Mm-hmm. They destroyed each other. The closer the ends of the scissors get together, they're going to cut the, the paper. So you can mm-hmm. use them for whatever purpose. Right. The further they're away from each other, they can't do anything. Safe. The scissors have no effect when using them as scissors. Now, you can stab the shit out of somebody with one end of them, but that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> 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 so I think the scissors represented, it, represented as they came together, something had to give. And I... That was represented when Red was cutting out the uh, paper figures right. mm-hmm. with red paper. Yep. When yep. she was cutting them out, it was symbolic of what was about to happen between the two of them. Mm. As we come together, yep. some work, we, it's, it's, it's some furniture finna start moving. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's a reference to the beginning of the movie. The, it's the very first shot in the movie. Yeah, if you watch it. When she's watching the, yeah, the Hands Across America. Right, right. Her reflection is her watching the commercial. She's cutting paper with scissors in the actual intro. She has them in her hand. She's cutting out the same thing that Red was doing at the chalkboard. She had the scissors in her hand. That's why they're so important. Mm. Because I told you, I took, remember I told you I had to go back and watch it? Yeah, yeah. Because I had to figure out where the scissors came from. Right. That's where. That's dope. So do you think that's why... She was, you think that's something that she just ended up carrying with her? Okay, so let's talk about the seven-year-old mind and trauma because she had a traumatic experience. Mm -hmm. She was, unbeknownst to us, she was replaced. She saw her replacement. She figured out that this was her. She wakes up and she's chained to the bed and the girls, uh, and Red is in a, and Adeline, what was her name? Oh, Adelaide. Adelaide was putting on her thriller shirt to go back up and be with her parents. So when you have trauma, you tend to remember salient moments of said trauma. Mm -hmm. The last thing that she remembers was, and she had the T-shirt on. Yeah. So she had the the Hands Across America T-shirt on. The last thing she did when she was watching TV, when she saw the Hands Across America was, she was cutting. That's the last Mm -hmm. thing she was doing. And at seven years old, which is the other reason why her speech patterns were the way they were, the last big word she heard, and I say big word, SAT word she heard, was they said tethered on the TV when they were on the newscast. Ooh, tethered was the use, one of the boy. words that they used. So that's why she right. used tethered. Because in my mind, I'm saying, okay, you switched when you were seven years old. How do you know tethered? It, that was the what the word they used on TV. Right, right. Everybody right. linking up. So she took 
all of that information because that's all she could remember from the world above. And right. she used what she could remember in her seven-year-old mind. Mm. So you take that and you have a traumatic event occur and that's all you have to grow because she probably didn't talk for that remainder of that time. And if she did talk, you know what? And I'm going to say she probably didn't talk because there's nobody to talk to. For one, there's nobody to talk to, but she had to learn to communicate with them. It was hand oh, signals. It was yeah. grunts. Uh-huh. So even if she had tried to talk, they're not going to understand what she's saying. Yeah, she has to use saying. the language that they have developed for themselves, which is body language and sound. Right. And there was a theory that um, she she choked. She uh, When she got choked, she it crushed like her vocal like they were talking. Did about they show that, that in the movie though? I don't think they showed the choke in the movie though. They yeah, did. They did at the, yeah, did at yeah, the yeah, very yeah, end. Yeah, so okay, I can when see she that. turns. Okay, she like. I, I mean, it's a hard choke. Uh-huh. Yeah, I could remember. No, 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 that's a good point. That's possible too. Well, so, no, I think it's a combination of both. No, that's possible because it makes sense. Because if you have a damaged larynx and you haven't spoken in a long time and you've been grunting and using hand signals, then when it's time to talk, there's going to be some difficulty. Mm-hmm. Uh, vocalizing that definitely makes that's definitely plausible and probable. I, I I like that one. I missed that one. That's a good catch, brother. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Another thing on the duality too, and I'm gonna let you get in there. My fault. Um, no, no worries. But um, <laughs> Jerry. Uh, oh, duality. Okay, so eleven. You you brought up eleven eleven, right? So you got the eleven eleven verse from the Bible, Jeremiah eleven eleven. Then you have. The clock. The clock. Right. 11, mm-hmm, 11, mm-hmm. right. Then you have the family in standing in the in the front of the house mm-hmm. as one, 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 one. Like they're mm-hmm. all in unison, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have the the baseball game. When he was watching the That's baseball right. game. He said the score was the 11, score 11. Was tied 11, 11. Right. Yeah. Um, damn, there was a, oh, even the beach. <sighs> Cinematography. Cinematography. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're about to when, say. When they were walking in the beach. The shadow shot from above. It's shot from above. You can yep. see the shadow. It, it's it's all it's like symbolism. Like okay, the their other portion of them is getting closer to them, like as they walk mm-hmm. further down the beach. That was eleven eleven too. That was eleven yeah. eleven. It like it's it was genius. Even though even okay, so um the logo. So if you look at the logo. The logo can work two ways. One, you got the faces, right? Mm-hmm. One face on one side, one face on the other. In the middle, that's a rabbit. That's the ears, and that's the face. Mm-hmm. That's a rabbit. Mm-hmm. That's also a pair of scissors. Mm-hmm. Mm. So the rabbit signifies, of course, the cloning process and all of that. Um, and the scissors comes all the way back from... The get-go. It's in the first scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's in the poster. It, it's literally a symbol of duality. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's all about the dichotomous nature of life and how we look at the other. But he's saying the other is us. Mm-hmm. Right. We are the other. There is no other. It's all we. Right. right. Yeah. Um, there was something interesting I heard about 11. And they said that the number ties into um, accessing an opposite world of yours. And they equated it to um, the girl on Stranger Things. Her name is Eleven. I did see that. So yes, I, I, thought that was, I thought that was an interesting. And time. then she's the one that in Stranger Things that controls. Then uh, she her roles about like stopping one other world from coming into the. I don't know. I haven't seen it. 
I okay. haven't watched Stranger Things. Okay. Okay. So, oh, so but they're, they're, but you're making a great point. We're just not gonna kill it. Yeah, yeah. We move past it. All right. So, one thing I wanted to talk about about duality in this movie is about how Jordan shows that uh, privilege in itself isn't bad because he mm-hmm, shows mm-hmm. everybody in the top before you know what 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 the privilege creates or what the lack of privilege creates. Mm. Because one thing that we're talking about when we're talking about Nitsi is we're talking about you can either feed your good and you can feed your bad. Mm-hmm. But in this world, the privilege, because you're eating good, it forces the people Ooh. underneath to eat bad. Mm-hmm. So when you're, you're not doing it intentionally to hurt the other person, mm-hmm. but what your privilege creates is a lack of privilege for somebody else. Right. Mm-hmm. So that your privilege not, comes at the expense of someone. Right. So he, he's saying that privilege isn't bad, but he's, he's saying that privilege comes at a price. That's good. Mm, that's that's good. a good point. So like, I thought that was... The rabbits were an interesting symbol of that too. You said the cloning because rabbits multiply really, really fast. Ooh, that's a good point. So from the, from the perspective... So if I'm a mad scientist and I need to figure out how to make sure this huge population always has something to eat, rabbits is the way to go. Right. Because they have a whole bunch of babies real quick. Mm-hmm. Gestation period is short and they can turn back around and have some more babies really quick. So you always have a food source. Right. Yeah, that was dope. It was because there was a practical reason for the rabbits as well as a symbolic reason. Right. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely. Works on multiple levels. Yeah, everything. But everything was levels. Everything was levels in it. So what I thought was interesting about where they, their habitat was that it looked like it was from like the 40s or 50s. I don't know. know, Mm -hmm. I'm just a little bit older than y'all. But uh, I don't know if y'all remember the old school wooden desks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So did y'all still, y'all still, oh yeah, that's a good catch. So I didn't, you know, you had your little, you, you, it was almost set up. It was set up similarly to a, a school built in the forties or fifties, and I think that what with the the chalkboard, right? The chalk, right? The cafeteria, the old school tables, the old school desk, the even the floor in the classrooms. I remember was a checkerboard. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a, and I think it was, well, I'll say I took it as symbolic of how our education system is archaic Mm. and we allow the other, whoever the other is to be educated in substandard archaic facilities, textbooks, so on and so forth. But on the other side of the red line. Yep. which was represented by being above. Yep. You can go to good schools, you eat good food, so on and so forth. Because our inner city schools are Garbage. shit. Trash. And I just think it was, I, I think it was speaking to that. Wow. At least I caught it as a, you know. That's, that's, that's a what hell of a catch. Yeah. That's a nice catch. Yeah, that's, that's the way I saw it. Because I was educated in a school just like that. That looked just like that with the chalkboard. and with no smart boards and none of that shit. No teacher's assistants. Right, right. <laughs> none of that shit was going on. It was just a chalkboard, a book that was... 15 years old and you had to make do. Uh, so I thought that was very intentional because she spoke to the facility having been abandoned and mm-hmm. those materials would allow us to date when that abandonment approximately mm-hmm. occurred because mm-hmm. if it was state of the art in the 50s. Right. That makes sense. And then they just kept replicating from there unsupervised. So that's the other thing that you touched on earlier is access and when you change the environment. When you put people in substandard anything 
they're going to do whatever they need to do to survive. Correct. Correct. Your point about taking Adelaide out of that environment and putting her in a, an environment that was rich with access, you can recover. Arts, mm-hmm. sciences, you can develop into a human being who has a high quality of life. Right. You can become a whole person. Right. Even though you intended to just be a shadow. Right. So I thought that was a really good catch. But the school component was an indictment on how urban schools, in my opinion, are left behind. I can see that. I can so, definitely see that. That's a good point. You know what? Um, so you, you just brought up a, something else. That was the, the way he said that. That was dope as hell. Because <laughs> no, like they intend for us to be left in the shadows. Oh, it's intentional. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah, even though your intent is for us to be left behind with the right resources, we can excel. That's why we don't like, get no that's resources. Dope as hell. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Don't, that's hey, why don't we don't get what no resources. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's because real. it levels of edu- a quality education levels the playing field. It doesn't matter if everybody in your family uh, didn't get past the sixth grade. If you have access to the same thing that the high end schools have, you can be successful. So let's think. Let's flip this real quick because that's a great point. So Adelaide comes from downtown, from nothing, right? Right. Adelaide fights for what she has. In essence, she steals what she has, right, to get that opportunity. Mm, but how did you take something from yourself? Because that's what she did. That is what she did. And let's ask this. Who fights harder for it? The person who, who came from nothing, who had a taste of the good life? That's or the person a, who barely had it and can barely remember it? That's mm-hmm. an excellent question. Yeah. And, and I think, what are they fighting? For? Maybe it's fight what for? are they fighting they for? Fight and I think this, I think you're kind of walking me down where I want to go. So here here's the crazy thing about Adelaide. Adelaide starts off as the monster mm-hmm. because she kidnaps Red, right, and switches right. Mm-hmm. Adelaide then gets an opportunity to live a full life. So she comes from nothing, signifying that if you're given her resources, you can not only live a full life, but you can catch up because she starts behind. That's right. She's yeah. like seven years behind. Yeah, she erases talking, the deficit. Yeah. Can't yeah. speak. Can't read. Can't write. Can't read. Can't talking, write. Can't do nothing. Yeah. And she catches up completely to modern society. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's one commentary. Mm-hmm. Even on the moral aspect of it. Because that? as a child, she's willing to kidnap somebody. Right. And she abandons her entire behavior. What was common practice for mm-hmm. her when she was below ground versus when she becomes up, she abandons that lifestyle completely. Mm-hmm, not that's just, what Adelaide does. Not just yeah. education-wise, but moralistically as well. So when you're around better people, you're better as well. Here's right. a moral component of that, the additional moral component. Red doesn't kill anybody in the movie. I was, mm, boy, you're good. He's good. She didn't. Red didn't, Red didn't kill person. anybody. Right. Not one. Not for lack of trying. But <laughs> not for, well, you know what? Actually, you know what? Red could have smoked her. Here's the, and that's exactly that's right. Game. Here's the game. If she'd have just came in here, came in the house and killed everybody, it would have been over. Yeah, that movie would have been twenty minutes. But long. she said, but she said, because we want to take our time. Because of what she lived through, mm-hmm. you got to pay. Yeah. 
It's not good enough to kill you. That's I have right. to make a stuff. Yeah, you got to yeah. suffer. You got to suffer. You got to know what I went through a little that's bit. That's exactly least. right. Yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> so, Jordan, so Jordan, he talks about the movie talking about how we can be the monsters that we see. Like, we mm-hmm. always look at everybody else, but the monster could actually be us. Mm-hmm. It could have our face, right? Mm-hmm. So think about Adelaide. Adelaide gets up top and she starts her life and she's productive, right? Red has her life destroyed. So going back to your question, like who fights harder, the person who had it and lost it? Now they want vengeance or the person who was hungry from the jump? Adelaide not only starts off a monster, becomes a fully formed functioning person, but she actually becomes a monster in the movie to protect her privilege. Because that's what she was from the beginning. Right. And she doesn't want to go back to that. You know what gave it away for me? Go. When she was doing all that grunting and carrying on when there was a visceral requirement for violence. Yep. She regressed to that person who only knew how to interact based on body language and sounds. Physicality. When physicality was required, she regressed. So I think that's a commentary on us as a people. Yeah, because darkness and light is in every person. Mm-hmm. As, as a privileged society, we do that. We 100%, if someone threatening, threatens your privilege to live the life that you're living, you will become the monster. Right. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Red, I know we're not going into it yet. I'm team Red. I'm rolling with her. It, her her action and it's crazy because we try to we, like when you watch the movie the first time because I watched it twice the, the second time I watched it it complete it's it's like watching a whole different movie yeah it was now, for me too it's crazy mm-hmm. when you first see Red Red looks like just a traditional movie monster villain everything like that right but it goes back to pain mm-hmm. trauma yeah pain and trauma and, yes yeah everything happens for a reason. Red is 100% justified in her action. In her action for revenge against Adelaide. Adelaide. I'm with you. Yes. But Red's Red's goal was to burn down society. Everybody. That's true, too. Everybody. Red was like, I'm I'm going to show y'all I'm about this life. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't have to kill nobody. So here's the beauty. So this is important. You, 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 You touched on it. Every black person in that movie was dark skinned. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which I think is really important. Wasn't a light skinned daughter like on <laughs> like on the Damon Wayne show. Remember when they had the dark skinned girl and then the next episode they had the light skinned girl that was daughter? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't none of that they shit. They didn't hit the unveil. No, the no, they didn't hit right. it with the unveil. Right. Come on, Will. <laughs> so everybody Will these and we're talking about we're talking about beautiful human beings that happen to have dark skin. Right. These are these are gorgeous human beings um and i think it's important to acknowledge that lupita's beauty uh was not the center of the movie but what's even more important than that is that all of these i mean we're gonna assume i'm I'm gonna assume there are millions and millions of uh of the tethered yeah all of them acknowledged and did whatever they were told to do by a black woman Oh, you're right. Because the yes. family did not take action until she gave the hand gestures or gave the grunts. Nobody moved till she said move. Right. Yep. Sure did. You you even see a, you even see a piece of that um, when I guess 
the regular Adelaide mm-hmm. when she had gotten to the point to where like we need to kill people and Gabe mm-hmm. was like it was when they were in the, at oh, the house of the yeah, white people yeah. right yeah, you don't make the like, decisions. Yeah, he was like, "Yeah, now nah, we're just standing here." He was like, "She was like, you don't make the decisions anymore." First of all, that was a dumb idea. Anyway, what to stay? What stay? Why would you stay there? I mean, you're in fear. You see on the news that there is nowhere safe to go. They were still being hunted, and yeah. she even said they know where they, they know yeah, where they think like us. Yeah. They're coming. Yeah, they know where we are. And first of all, and, and, okay, so that scene was crazy because I'm sitting there like the chick fell from the top. Broke her neck on the on the ground thing because her neck and her arms were all messed yeah. up. Mm-hmm. So she sat there the entire time while they were watching the news and didn't get up. Well, I don't think her neck was broken if she got up because if her neck was broken, it would have probably been pretty hard mm-hmm. to do. So that okay, so that's yeah, what I was. It would have to. Her okay. neck would have yeah. to not have been broken. So let's give it a benefit of doubt. Yes, it's probably that duration. Yeah, okay, I'll so, go with that. So let's give, give it a benefit of doubt. Neck's not broken. Yeah, they were there for a minute. They were there for a while. Unconsciousness is real. And yeah. I'm sitting there like. Wait, I got you this? I seen unconsciousness. Oh, unconsciousness. I seen a dude get knocked out, stay asleep for a while now. <laughs> okay. I've, I've seen it happen. It's, it's I just plausible, like, if not probable. It I, is plausible. I felt like the mom would have been the one. Out of the out of the three, the mom and the two twins that got, you know, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you said. I'm like, okay, well, she fell off the done. top. She should be out of there. The other one got batted to all hell. Boy. The mom got hit once with a rock, and I'm like, okay, well, maybe the mom yeah, got up, but that was a big rock. Yeah, yeah. she got mm-hmm. clocked pretty good. Back oh, of the head. It, 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 rock, yeah, paper, rock, paper, scissors was a big thing in that movie, too. Go ahead. Um, so, rock, paper, scissors, in the very uh, beginning of the movie, when she walks down the stairs, if you look to the left, there's a group playing rock, paper, scissors. Mm-hmm. They even double back to them at the end when they're showing mm-hmm. the reveal, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the... Uh, what was it? The scissors was obviously the weapon of choice mm-hmm. for the movie. Um, the rock was actually what the woman got clocked with. Right. The kid hits him, hits her with the rock. So that makes a um, makes an appearance. What was the paper? Um, the paper is cutting, the people that cut out the, paper. the red yeah, people. The paper was so uh, yeah. that was a theme in the movie as mm-hmm. well. That was a running theme. Hmm, I got that. Yeah, that was that was dope. I was so I'm like a super uh, feminist. When it comes to black women, I'm all about black women. So I was really excited to see that they were both powerful, that they were both able to take control. Yeah. So, okay, let's talk about these handcuffs. Because Adelaide was handcuffed the whole the whole, movie. The whole time. Mm-hmm. Either one hand yep. or both hands. Yep. Yeah. And she was still able to function. And I think it speaks to the power of black women, even though they have to deal with sexism and racism. So both hands tied. They Ooh. still whoop your ass. Bars. <laughs> so, Bars. I think it speaks to their ability to function in society when they're doubly yeah. oppressed. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I, I definitely sick. caught the that that was that was really it, and it just made me think of the struggles that my mom went through to achieve the things that she had. Her hands were tied the whole time. I can't my hands are tied. My mama said, Well, my hands are tied, then I I'm I'm still gonna do it. So I, I definitely uh was happy to see that symbolism. And I don't know if anybody's ever talked about it, but that was be, She's killing. She's dealing with everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. hands tied. Yeah. yeah. So I just thought that was a really important component of. But I also felt like strength. nobody was trying to kill her. I felt like every scene that she was actually in danger, she really wasn't in danger. I think the white girl was trying to get her. I don't. I, no, I think the white girl was trying to get her, but I don't think she was trying to kill her. I, I felt like the white the white girl was like on top of her, like screaming and shit. Yeah. But I never felt like she was at. 
ever threatened in that moment. Because a white woman could have killed her. The, and she, yeah, she, was and she, she was handcuffed to the bed. She was yeah. handcuffed yeah. to the bed. The and then wh- what did she do after she couldn't kill her? She cut herself. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting there thinking... Well, maybe they know. No, Miss Black doesn't that's crack. That's red. Yeah, Miss Black doesn't other. crack. I get it. Or maybe they, or maybe they were saying they have so much respect for Red that they couldn't kill her doppelganger. That's what I was thinking. Mm. I, yeah, I, I'm still kind of pondering that. I kind of feel like they knew that it was her. I thought about that too. Yeah, yeah. Too. I feel like it's like maybe oh. they can recognize their own. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Right. Yeah, I thought maybe that was the case too. So like, why wouldn't they have killed the other one then? Wouldn't kill because she's the leader. But like she's she, still a part she, of them. She's a part of them. Now. Yeah, she's still a part of them, and she gave them their purpose, which was interesting because the they did after so after the white family was killed and the doppelgangers came in there, they didn't know what to do. Mm. They didn't know how to function. Wait, what? So when the doppelgangers came in and after they killed the white family, their doppelgangers came in, they, did, they didn't know how to yeah, they, behave. That's a good point. Yeah. They didn't know how to function in society. And I think that speaks to uh, getting rich too fast. If you go, you have, you have nothing, you go to the league, $30 million contract. Nobody's ever taught you how to deal with money, handle money. How do you know how to act when you have the money? Mm-hmm. How do you know what to do with the money? And this is a reach, admittedly. But that that's is a reach. But yeah, it's yeah. definitely <laughs> a reach. Yeah. Uh, but I think it spoke to when it, it speaks to that because we will seek out materialism for materialism's sake. Mm-hmm. And then when we get it, especially if we've been poor, we'll go buy a whole bunch of rich people stuff. And then we don't, we don't know what to do with that stuff. We just have that. Actually, we I have agree to with learn you. how to function. In those in those situations, and they didn't know how to do that. I agree with that. The reason for that is because the the wealth distracted them from the mission. Mm. Because what everybody else did is they killed their 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 counterpart. That's a good. And point. then they moved to hands across America. Their position I was wondering in line. why they didn't go. The privilege distracted them mm. because That's a good point. they everybody else That's good. killed mm-hmm. them and took either and took some of their clothes. They took they killed them. And got enamored by mm-hmm. the makeup, yeah. the robe, that sure did. and everything and else. Chilling. Yeah, mm-hmm. the boat. It's like, man, I can have all this. Hmm. Fuck holding hands. That's interesting. That is interesting. That is. I didn't think about that. Yeah, they just didn't know what to do, and they didn't have the words to ask questions. They couldn't stop to fuck the police on. They couldn't do an, interact mm-hmm. with Alexa. They couldn't do anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's funny that the fuck the police song came on. That that was a well placed lyric because it's fuck the police straight from the underground. They come from underground. Mm-hmm. Even the Beach Boys song, uh, oh, fuck the police. Um, was that the Beach Boys? That, was it yeah. Good Vibrations? That, good Vibrations. Yeah. yeah. If you listen to the lyrics, it's actually describing Red. It talks about how I'm jealous of the clothes that she wears. Mm-hmm. Like the lyrics are talking about jealousy of one person being envious of the other one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was dope. That was. Mm-hmm. I thought. I thought that was. Mm-hmm. And it even you know what foreshadowing was so good in that movie, the white chick, right? When they're on the beach, yeah. she says, sometimes I want to kill him. Mm-hmm. Talking about her husband, right? Mm-hmm. No, I, sometimes I think about murdering him. That's yeah. what it was, right? Yeah, right. When uh, Gabe is killing her husband, she goes to the, to the window. And smiles. And she starts manically laughing. Yeah. Because she, he's doing what she was thinking or what her original was thinking, I, I should say, about murdering her husband. She yeah. found... 
pleasure. That's a little bit of a reach. Enjoy on it. But I'll allow it. All right, cool. Yeah, well, we're, we're allowing No, one. that's a good one. Well, I like it. I like it. Because um, I was like, why is she crying and then laughing and not making any sound? So that's, I, I'll take that. All right. Cool. I'll take that. Yeah. One. What else? What else y'all got on it? Mm. Um, I'm going to go back to the jumpsuits because you talked about them from being the red line. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, it was more of a prison jumpsuit. Right. And the reason why I say that is because generally when you think about prisoners, you don't see a, a you don't see a individual. You see a uniform and you see a number. Mm-hmm. So when they chose to be uniform, they said that I don't want you to be I don't want to be seen as an individual. I don't want to be seen as a movement. So they were taking the image of prison and also the image of I want to take what America views as something good and flip it to show how corrupt the system is. So in both instances, they're, they're taking a symbol of corruption and embracing it and then taking a symbol of hope of feeding, uh, of feeding the homeless and getting people out of uh, homelessness to show that no America has been oppressing us this whole time. Mm, bars. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's a good point. Because every every society since the beginning of time has shown us that you can't shit on people forever without them rising up. Right. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's good. You, um, I think it was you. Somebody y'all had a question, kind of breaking outside of theories into something else. No, what you said that we didn't touch on is oh, um, uh, George George Pill. Wait, who? I mean, Jordan Peele's quote, the about quote, uh, as far as uh, how he didn't want to cast right. white people oh, as white the lead. People, yeah, and that's right. w- what I liked about it, two things is number one, he saw the he saw the heat that Brie lost that Brie Lawson took. I'm saying her name wrong, but it's okay. Uh, about she made basically said the same thing about there not being enough diversity in Hollywood for women for women. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And right. now they tried to destroy her movie because of that. And they failed him. miserably. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, they, yeah. They's tracking towards a building. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they still fell, but he saw that if I make a statement, people are gonna try to destroy my work. Right. But still being true enough to his principle that no, this is something that needs to be said. Because when you look at it outside of Denzel, Samuel Jackson, Tyrese a little bit, Morgan Freeman. How many major black leads are there? I think the Ross going to put a stop to that Tyrese stuff, so you probably ask him out. Yeah. That's what I said, Tyrese. Uh, I don't know. A little bit. Yeah. I think Dwayne got something to say. You can say The Rock. You can say The Rock. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah Dwayne Dwayne Johnson. Johnson. We definitely yeah. said, but. Kevin Hart. Yeah, you can yeah, put Kevin, yeah, Kevin Hart in that category. But it's we have a handful of people who's accepted to have a black film and have a black lead and majority of the time is a black director, a black producer making sure that happens. Because mm. half of um Denzel Washington's black films is Antoine Fuqua, black, yeah. Spike Lee, black, and then same thing with a lot of other people. Kevin Hart's is uh, Will Packer. It's always somebody of color giving somebody else of color a chance to get them a lead. Mm. So mm. I like the fact that he was brave enough to say that this is something we need to see more of because when it happens, aka Black Panther, right, aka us, aka get out, it makes financial sense as well. And it makes 
impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Like it, it, it reverberates through Hollywood. Absolutely. Yeah, especially when you have a, a strong black female lead. That was that was big. What? People with them dreads. Let me let me let me throw a theory out at y'all, and let me know if y'all have heard it, and if so, what are you buying? Jason, the kid, the son. He's a tether. Oh yeah, agreed. You buying or not? Buy it. I'm not buying nah, it. No, I'm not buying it. Okay. I think he just realized that his mom is from the underworld. I don't, I'm not buying him being a tether though. I, I also thought that too. Yeah. Yeah. So, what about you? Why are you? I'm not buying it because he, he's just a smart kid and he figured it out. He was building a tunnel at the beach though instead of a sandcastle, which I thought was interesting. And that's my first piece of evidence for it. Because why would you build a tunnel? Unless that's what you're used to. So, and even to go to the end of it, she was more upset with the son getting put into the fire where she lost track of everybody else. When he was slowly backing into the gasoline, when the other son jumped out, started walking backwards. Well, I thought she had the same empathy for the girl when she died too, though. I didn't necessarily see that as two disparate events. No, I agree. I, I feel they were the same, yeah. but I think that also buffers the point. Like she, she had, well, I, that kind of buffers the point that of the twist at the end that she is one of them. Right. Right. She had empathy for her people. Right. I mean, but the kids are technically are more so her people, literally, because they came from her. So I well, actually I, they came from her, from Red. So they would actually be half. So that's where I want to go with it. So, well, let's 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 talk about Jason in this aspect first. He's biracial. He is the offspring of a tethered mm-hmm. and an original. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But let me throw out a couple random scenarios because someone's pointed this out, and I just kind of want to get y'all feel on it. So they say. Real Jason was switched out before present day. And it's highlighted by a few things. One, first scene with the family in the car. The dad's pointing out, why are you using all these different words that you're not used to saying? Where did you even learn that? Mm-hmm. Right? That's one. They mentioned that last year, his grandma died, and he's been acting funny ever since last year. Mm-hmm. They also mentioned last year, he got stuck in that awesome. room yeah. and he couldn't get out. Mm-hmm. Somebody had to get him out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You already mentioned the tunnel, mm-hmm. building a tunnel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a sandcastle. And most kids would build a sandcastle. It kind of feels like he's building what he knows. What he knows. Mine is the magic trick. It's the biggest part for me. That is the biggest part. Now we can Come get on, I'm away. listening. I'm listening. I'm we could get you. away with the sandcastle though, because we could say, well, he's biracial, so part of him is tethered maybe that part of him speaks to the castle so you can kind of explain it away a little bit that's Mm -hmm. a stretch to me right but like with the magic trick is he specifically says i remember doing i just don't remember what the effect was and that's so because a tethered member mimic what the people above ground do right and and that's where that's where this Theory grew legs. Mm -hmm. Because the question was, well, how did Pluto... So Pluto's the sun. Mm -hmm. With the the mass. Right, with the mass, with the burn marks. How did Pluto get burnt? 
That was my question when you were reading. That's down. a great question. That is a good question. So here's how it how's explained. Okay. So Jason switched with him the year before, if this theory holds true. And that's why he can't remember the magic trick. Mm-hmm. But again, you do everything that your your tether part actually does. does. Yeah. So every time he's sparking that clip, the tether's doing the same thing, mm-hmm. but he wouldn't have the clip. He'd be like holding matches. So like think about holding a match that close to your face. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You would definitely not be able to speak. Right. You'd have multiple burn marks. And that's where they're saying that that actually occurred. He wasn't born into literal fire when he switched every time he kept trying to do that trick because he knows how to do the trick. Mm-hmm. He's lighting himself up. Why couldn't it be just the, I guess, above ground person just doing that mm-hmm. and then him being underground just trying to do it? Here, that's and, true too. And here's the other. Here's to me what blows that theory up. When they're in the closet, mm-hmm. if he's the if Pluto is the original, then he should have seen that coming that he was gonna get stuck in that closet. He should have seen that coming. Yeah. If he's the original, if that's how he got caught up and ended up in the underworld, he should have seen that coming. Yeah. Second thing is, if they switched the year before, how did Jason learn to talk so well in a year? With no therapy, no nothing. He would have come out mute as well. He has more access. Right. Well, he has a he has a tutor who's been through it. We don't know that though. Yeah, we don't know. We that. don't know. Red. Yeah. And, and no, and, Red's been through it. But so she not, can so she can teach him in our language and theirs. But here's the thing about that too, though. Pluto's doing what Jason does. Right. Jason's not doing what, what Pluto, Pluto does. does. Right. So when Jason's walking That's back, a good point. You know what I'm saying? At the beach, and Pluto's walking back into the fire. <laughs> The shadows mock the people who are above right, ground, not right. vice versa. Not vice versa, and I think there's some proximity. Hmm. There's an uh, there's a there. That's good, actually. That that's a solid one. So yeah. I think the older you are, the more you have the ability to resist the mimic requirement. Mm. And I think the younger you are, I think the the more solid that connection is, even when the proximity. Because I think when they get close to each other, the mimic thing doesn't Which work as well. Which explains why. Adelaide called red slipping. That's that's exactly right. That makes the perfect further sense. they go, from, the further they are from each other is when the the mimicking requirement kicks in. But because they were still young, I don't think that necessarily applied. That's the only only reasoning I could come up for why he was able to control him mm. above the ground. Um, but so I, that's good. If you have never spoken, so how old was Jason? Jason had to be like eight. Nine. So if he's no, eight, he had to be like ten. He was younger. He was younger than the girl. He was younger than the girl was. The girl was like the girl twelve. Had to be right? like 12, 13. Mm. I'm thinking she was twelve, and so let's say Jason's nine. Mm-hmm. You're okay. not gonna you're not gonna learn to talk like a nine year old in a year. It's just not gonna happen. If you've never spoken before mm-hmm. and all yeah. you've done is grunt, yeah, it's not gonna happen. That's where okay no because I I remember uh, someone trying to explain saying that Adelaide was trying to teach him. Even in the scene with the with the beat, because mm-hmm. he was off beat, oh, yeah. but she was like, also off beat. Yeah, yeah she was really yeah. off beat. I'm like, I'll basically, be so they were that. saying because they they were both off beat because of right. But then that wouldn't make. I don't know. It's a fun theory. I got I got I got to see. I got to see more details on that. Yeah, they, that. That's but I a, saw that floating around. That's a tremendous reach in my estimation because human beings don't develop that way. 
Large and then what would have been the art? Well, I guess would the magic trick have been? Well, that's quick yeah. though. But see, we that would have been twelve months. That's right. He could have just been mm. experiencing trauma from the loss of his grandmother. It you know trauma does crazy stuff. That's it, true. When you're experiencing that trauma, when you regurgitate it, when you're recalling it, it's all out of sequence. There's time dilation. There's a whole bunch of stuff that can happen. So he could have just been in pain from that event. Right. Um. I think what we're overlooking, and see, this is the thing. This boy was brilliant. Why can't it just be that? Why can't he just figure it out? Because he was smarter than everybody else. Wait, what do you mean? So he figured out that Pluto, he said, it's a trap. Everybody get out. He figured it out because he's brilliant. He figured out that his mom was a tether at the end because yep. he's brilliant not because he was one because this little black boy is smarter than everybody why so, we can't just say that he was smarter than everybody that's so, why so even in that let's say let's say that's what happened the crazy thing is that that also is a commentary on us because he turned a blind eye to the monster in front of him to protect his privilege he knew if if he figured out at the end that she's a tether and he drops the mask and says fuck it He's basically saying, I know what this is, but I don't want to compromise the lifestyle that I'm going to have. So I'm not going to say shit. That's possible. I think that's one interpretation. I think another interpretation is that's my mama and she just saved my life. So I don't care where she came from. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't see why she smiled to let them know that, yeah, I'm a fake. Cause she fig- I guess because he figured it out. Yeah. And knew he wasn't going to say nothing. Well, that doesn't make, that doesn't okay so now we're going into your territory whose side are you on okay go uh that doesn't mean that she's going to behave recklessly or do things to harm her family or other people it just means she recognized and i think that so that's why this isn't a horror movie because i don't i didn't see any bad guys or good guys yeah there were no villains in this movie yeah i didn't see any villains i saw a lot of heroic action i saw a person who uh, experienced a trauma that most of us probably would have died from, never returned from. Yep. And she was able to lead a revolution. Yep. Now, do I like the outcome of the revolution when she did it? No, I don't necessarily say you kill everybody. Right. <laughs> but which? Why would she kill everybody? Because she 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 made a point to Adelaide. You could have took me with you. That's right. Which would have been dope as hell. That would have. That's crazy. a whole different movie. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. Hi, mom. And you know what I mean? Tess, you got your twin with you? Right. Where does right. twin come from? You work two jobs? Now, Gabe, oh, you work one job with two people? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all switch off days? This week I got three. You know, next, you got yeah, two. Week, we'll yeah, switch yeah, off next week. Person, yeah. Niggas. What? Get away with it. You can get away with it. That would have been incredible. That would have been incredible, but I didn't see any villains. I saw somebody who was motivated by trauma. Right. Uh, you gonna take my life from you? I'm gonna take all of y'all's lives from y'all. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I don't could, know if there's I don't know if there's one side or the other that I would I would vouch for because they're they're kind of both doing the same thing in a sense. Like if yeah, like if if I start off as somebody who's down and I make it out and I have a better life, right? Then What's what's why is that bad versus somebody who's trying to also do the same thing? Mm-hmm. So it's like one person started off and then she gets to a better position, but then the other person is trying to do the same thing. Well, that could also be a commentary on the United States itself. I mean, the movie's called Us, right? But yeah, that could be a commentary on like, okay, well, Adelaide represents the United States stealing 
privilege mm. from others. Mm. And then when the others come to try to get their privilege back, she viciously or the United States viciously puts them back in their place. Mm. She took pleasure in those kills. Adelaide got more bodies than red. Yeah. Yeah. And Adelaide stole that freedom. We talk about Thanksgiving and we know how that really went down. Right. They stole that. That's a good point. That's a good point. That, that's what I'm just saying. Can we buy this land from y'all? Sure. Nobody can own the land, but you can do whatever you want to. Hey, y'all, how you doing? Get off my property. Yeah. Smallpox, pew, pew. all that shit. Yeah. Oh, no. Smallpox blankets. That was cold. That was. You got to be a sorry some bitch to think of some shit like that. That's crazy. That shit is wild. That's cold blooded shit right there. All right. So, what are we rating this movie? One to ten. Uh, nine point five. Strong. Mm. Because like the whole movie could have avoided with conversation beginning. Yeah, it really could have been averted with If Gabe and Adelaide would have had a conversation, hey, I don't really go to this vacation house. This is why movie over with. Yeah, where's the fun in that? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it would necessarily be over. It would have been different. Because the people, because remember when they well, came. Well, was coming anyway. She was coming. She was she on her way. Playing. She, she was, was on, on her way. way. Yeah. She was. <laughs> yeah. She was not playing any games. It would have yeah, been harder to find them. What were they from originally? I know they were at the beach house, but what were they where, where were they from? No, they somewhere were, in the bay. They yeah, were just they were coming from somewhere in the bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She got five on it. Yeah, which was a great choice for a song. Yeah. That's like one of the hottest Perfect. songs that ever come out of the bay. Yeah. They were really Bay Area too. If you've ever been to the bay, like they their uh cadence and their language, their enunciation and pronunciation, like that was straight up. West Coast Bay Area, <laughs> and that speaks to how phenomenal the actors oh, are. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it does because that's dope. not their native. No, no, yeah, it was dope. They did an excellent job uh, with portraying people from that region. I have friends who talk like that from the Bay. It was dope. Mm. It's definitely dope. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's it's high. I don't know if I could put a number on it yet. Because like I said, I've only seen it once. I want to see it again. Yeah, you do need to see that a couple times. Um, and that's the thing about this movie because, like, the people who have seen it, at least you know you, Rez, and Michael, y'all have seen it twice. And I think a movie like this has so much in it that if people want people want the answers at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't get all the answers at the end of the movie, or you get different you know, interpretations of the movie. So you have to see it again. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I don't know if I'm ready to put a number on it. It is high, just even after seeing it and then breaking it down afterwards, like you know, kind of we did, and then mm. even on this podcast, um, it's a good movie. Can I put a number, number on it right now? No, nah, I can't, but Fair. it is good. Yeah, for sure. Red? Or Red? Um... Good. I'm going to go to eight. The ten is. That's just I don't know that's if there's a ten. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if there's a ten out there. You know, eight is 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 probably the highest. I, the probably highest I would go in any is probably a nine. So eight is really good on my scale. I think it was. I thought it was really good, and it's a movie. It's you know it's that needs to be done in an hour and forty five minutes. Like. I mean, what do you expect? Yeah, how, much, yeah, how much? How much? really can you get off? Yeah, how much? What do you? What? How? How detailed does it need to be? The, the execution was excellent. You know, all the movie nerd stuff. He covered all the bases. So, yeah, I. You know, I'll go eight and a half. I go eight. And I half. respect. I That's respect the point five bump. Yeah. Um. 
I'm going. See, this is the problem with ratings. Okay. Because then when you think when you think about ratings, I'm just like, am I rating this on overall like movies all time mm-hmm. ever, or am I rating this as like a horror movie? Because if I'm rating this as a horror movie, oh, I'm sorry, a psychological thriller. If I'm if I'm rating it as a psychological thriller, I probably put it like a nine nine point. Can't put it at a nine point five. Probably at a nine. Mm-hmm. I can probably put it at a nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that's why that is as a thriller slash yeah, horror. Yeah, because yeah. I don't really rock with the movies anyway. Yeah, so I'm, I'm I'll, I'll go nine. I can I can see eight point five. I but I'm gonna say nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just off of the 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 layers, and I think that was a perfect word that you used for it. Because mm-hmm. even even when I like every scene means something. There was a scene. This is such an insignificant scene, but it literally spoils the movie. When she's at the house, when they first get to the house, and she's laying on the couch, and there's a spider mm-hmm. walking on the table. Mm-hmm. There's a fake spider on top of it, which literally oh, signifies yeah. she's up top, red's down bottom, and red's the real one, and she's the fake one. That little scene right there literally spells the movie. There were a lot of times when it gave the whole thing away. When you're watching the... Um the opening and the opening scene with the television, all the movies on the side tell you what's uh, what's gonna happen. Yep. All of those movies, it was it, it was, was it was masterful. What was that? Yeah. Chud, Goonies, and um, mm-hmm. the man with two brains. Yeah, and then I think Friday the Thirteenth, not Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street may have been on the other side. I can't remember, but those three I, I definitely remember. And that even was, the Thriller jacket, the Thriller shirt, mm-hmm. it was number eleven. Mm-hmm. The prize number was eleven. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm going. I'm going nine. So there was one point um, in the beach when she was talking to the white woman, and then Adelaide was like, oh, "I'm sorry, I just I'm not. I don't really talk yep. much Spoiled. or something mm-hmm. like that." That yeah. was it. I was like, mm-hmm. then she also. Oh, so we didn't touch on the dance. Oh, oh, yeah, the dance fight scene. Yeah, go ahead. Not the dance fight scene, but just the dance when she was 14, and that's how the she memory. got the. So this was like really subtle. I thought it was really dope. Red moved better than Adelaide. Good catch. Because Red had seven years of fine motor skill and gross motor skill development. I don't even, I think it was more so that Red actually enjoyed the dance. And for Adelaide, from a psychological aspect, dance was a way to fit in. It was something she was forced to do. Well, I don't think it. So I'm going to respectfully degree, uh, disagree because the dance was the way she was allowed so to express. I appreciate that to express herself, and it, that's not a that's not a bad interpretation. I'm just, from the context of social science, mm-hmm. this was how she developed into a fully formed whole person. Mm-hmm. Was arts and sciences the art, the ability to use. Her body to express how she feels is was what allowed her, assisted her in catching up with everyone else. That's what she said. Right, remember she said, I that. think I peaked at 14. Right. I so that's that. when she became a fully formed person at 14. Mm. So she stopped dancing because it was no longer necessary for her to be able to function in society. Right. While on the other hand, uh, Red. Red was being, was was forced to dance. She had no choice, but because she had seven years of development prior to that. Because if you if you think about how they moved, 
It was different. It was. It was nine day. It was as if they weren't in control of their bodies because they weren't. They were mm-hmm. reacting to movement that was taking place. They were mimicking move that they had no reason why they were doing what they did. Right. They didn't know why. Right. Red knew why. Right. She had seven years of that development. So in the dance, all it was, it was so different from what they were used to seeing because they ignored the other movement because that, that's what they saw on the, on the regular. When they saw this graceful, that was the term you use, right? Mm-hmm. Graceful creature moving in a way that they had never seen, they were enthralled. And that's what allowed them to... To make her the leader. That's right. That's why they do that. So it was something different because for that's her... That's exactly right. She danced for, quote unquote, 14 years where Adelaide only danced for the seven once she became above ground. You know what though? Even the movement. Now that now that I'm thinking about it, the movement demonstrates dominance. Mm-hmm. When when she, Come everybody's on. clunky. That's right. All all the tethers are very clunky, right. slow, right? And it's all large, gross motor yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. All the fine motor is other than Bluto. Bluto was on all fours. He was oh, a beast. Pluto. Pluto was fast. He was he yeah. was a beast on all fours. Fast. But but very animalistic, very yeah. animalistic. And then the daughter, she outran no, the, the that, boy. That girl yeah, was that girl was cool. She, you know, she needs a gold medal. We did not give her her due. No, she did a great job. That the daughter was the most terrifying person in that oh, family. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I want to say outside of red. The only reason I give red an edge is the psychological aspect of it. Mm. But for a, a person with no lines. She had the most menacing presence. Oh my yeah. god! You know who? You know who it reminded me of? The Joker. Mm. That's who she reminded me of. When you ready to kill? When you when you have a smile the whole time while you're trying to kill somebody, it's something wrong with your ass. <laughs> yeah, and think about how fast she was. That's that was dope. The that girl whole had a huge head start and still yep. caught up with her. Walked the dog and she wasn't even out of breath when she caught him. Yeah, like it was nothing. And then she jumped on the car. Like well, she had nothing. that Jason Voorhees catch up with your ass. <laughs> yeah, she definitely I'm walk everywhere. Uh, she definitely had the hacks on. And then remember when they when they drove off on the boat and she just in the background she just comes running up yeah, out of nowhere. It's like what the fuck. She was the first person to get to the other uh, house too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right, man. Last thing, and we can get out of here. Us versus Get Out. I'm going with. Us because it was more nuanced. Um, Get out was more direct with the message. There were there, there are some subtleties with it, of course. But well, what do you think? What tell me the message of Get Out? What do you think? Um, That's how crap. they see us as more of a physical species, and they want what we have, and how they can try to manipulate us to get what they want. Okay, yeah, I can go with that. Yeah, yeah. So you're choosing I'm us like, over Get Out. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. choosing us over Get Out because it was the it was the racism, it was the classism, it was mm-hmm. the politics. It was it was so much of the movie. Like, if you watch Us Against, you have a di- completely different perspective on it. You watch Get Out Again, you get more information from the same perspective. Hmm. I'm not mad at that. I'm yeah, not mad that's, at that. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. Mm, I think I would go with Us Over Get Out, too. Probably for some of the similar reasons. Because it's like Us, I mean, you you get it. 
like you understand kind of what's going on with we get out uh with us it's like it's it's about a larger group of people and it's not just based on you know you being black and having strength it's about any level of classism right mm-hmm. on any, from any from any particular group of yeah, people discrimination of any kind yeah. Yeah. yeah not just black folk but just all discrimination people, but all discrimination yeah, yeah so i thought that was i definitely put it on some of that damn that's a good take too yeah i'm going with us for both the reasons both of you guys already described but also because of the light in which it showed black women and, and their power and their ability to adapt and lead Mm. So that's difficult for me. Go, go pick get out. Go, go, no, 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 no. You want to pick get out so bad? No, no. Listen, it, it, all right. You know be what? Young man, what? I'm, I'm be, <laughs> let me be fair about this. Okay. It's it's hard to choose. Be, you know what it's like? It, it's like um, this is like ready to die and life after death. It's that's the type of comparison that I feel. They're both dope. They're both classics. They're both like or uh, reasonable doubt and blueprint. I think I probably go. Actually, it works for both of them because the thing with Ready to Die, it's a raw album. You know, Biggie first album, it's raw. Life after Death is polished. Mm. It, it's it's polished. Blueprint is just hove, just spitting, just amazing shit that was just not appreciated in 96 because you know everybody else was there reasonable doubt right yeah blueprint is like oh nigga i got kanye i got just blaze i got a production and i think that's what uh, what i feel with us i feel like get out is raw like the benefit of the previous experience yeah i think that's it like like get out is just like when we were in the theater we were shot. Like I remember looking around for white people. Like, oh shit! <laughs> like, like, y'all better not laugh. Yo, Jordan just let that whole flop. <laughs> let me see this reaction. Like that was crazy. It was raw. Get or us was just like so polished and produced. It was just like a culmination of everything. Like the skill set. Like the rappers got the bars. He's got the beats. He's got the hooks. Like everything just. I'm gonna go us. I feel like us is more memorable, even from a. And that's hard Whoa. for me to say because I love Get Out. I Get mean, Out was but good. Like, Get, Get Out was, was good. okay. Let me, let me from put it like this. From a cultural standpoint, nigga, the sunken place is real. Let, let me let me put it like this. I actually think I think Get Out is a better movie, start to finish. Like as far as like script, dialogue, message, getting to the point, like leaving no holes. Cause you can you can start to ask some questions about us. There's some holes there. Yeah, like, yeah. well, wait a minute. Why is it? I'm gonna agree with you on that. Why? Why can? Why can't they move now? Why is it tethered to sometimes and not others? But I thought you you filled that hole pretty well. Um, it's still. Yeah, I mean, cement, it's still an but, assumption. Yeah, it's, still, it's just yeah. an assumption based on what we observe. But but I, I mean, that's the only really explanation. I yeah. Can but I'm I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. But I feel I like us that. is just like if I have to compare leads. I think she's way oh leaps and bounds. Oh, like yeah. leaps, yeah, like she's she she's way better. Um, and he wasn't bad. And he wasn't bad. Yeah, we're not panning his performance. Yeah, you know, and they're all Black Panther alumni anyway. So you yeah, know, it's all cool. Yeah. Uh, get out was good. it was. It yeah, get out was 
That script was tight. I was like, yeah. what way? I thought it was over for the brother. I was like, I that's was your sick. ass, Mr. Mm-hmm. Postman. Uh, then when he I pulled the cotton team. out of his ears, I was like, he finna kill all of their ass. This nigga is smart. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I would have thought about that in that situation. That'd have been my ass. I, yeah. I know that. Uh, but because he was able to keep his wits, and, I, and, and that's the other thing I like about what Jordan does is he shows that African-Americans have considerable level of intelligence that people assume we don't. And mm. that assumption got to all of them people killed. Facts. Mm. Facts. That's truth. That he outsmarted true. them. He just outsmarted all of them. The doctor, both of them. You know, we're talking about people, these classically educated people. Mm. He outsmarted everybody. Everybody. Wow. Shit. He outsmarted. Dude, he literally outsmarted a dude that studied how to fight by street smarts. He kicked the door open. Or kick the door back to push mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Just little technicalities. He just outsmarted everybody. This nigga's talking all that shit about proximity and how you got to position people. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, you dumbass. Shut your ass up. Take this L. <laughs> shit. Boot the face, nigga. Right. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, I, I, I'm a real I'm, I'm I think we're... That, that was a good one. That was good, Rudy. Yeah, Get Out was just... Yeah, that yeah. shit was tight, bro. Like, it was a tight ass script. There was like yeah. literally no holes in that script. Yeah. Yeah. I had to go watch that again. Like, yeah, I'm I think we should probably like too. when that comes out, we need to probably do a double feature. Like just Ooh, watch yeah. them back to back. That would be mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. And then we might need to revisit yeah. this episode and do another one. Yeah, I'm yep. down. Bet. We got anything else on that? Yeah. Bet, man. Hmm? I got nothing else. I got shit else. Oh. <laughs> appreciate y'all having an old man. Yeah, man, man, Michael, man, we appreciate you for coming out, dude, and sharing yeah. your 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 wisdom. Yeah, your man, y'all got y'all got it beat, man. Y'all didn't need me for this. <laughs> y'all got it licked, man. No respect, it... I'll disagree. <laughs> <laughs> He's so respectful. <laughs> so respectfully disagree. That's what's up. What, what can uh, what can people find you, man? Um. I'm on Instagram. I'm a photographer, so if you uh, need uh, wedding pictures, hey, I send Damn, you a quote. On that. I know, I, I know, dude. I know. Are you serious? Because remember, I told you about my guy that made the, but you already had the ring situation taken care of, and I yeah. just didn't even think to mention. So yeah, at Michael P. Spencer on Instagram, uh, my photography stuff. Mm. Shoot me a message if you have a question. I'll be happy to help. Whatever. That was a bittersweet moment, boy. Sorry, brother. <laughs> God damn. That's what's up, man. That's nothing else, man. Hit us up, man. Speak between the lines. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, start a conversation with us. Uh, join the conversation we're already having. If there's thoughts that you guys have on this episode, man, please drop us a line on our page. Drop a line to Mike's page. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? We'll definitely have a conversation with you. Check out our merch, bit.ly forward slash SBTL store. You'll find all of our shit. There's nothing else. This is King Gay signing off. Join with J-Rock. Ooh, they came back with an impression. <laughs> that, that was pretty good. Can you, can you do the run? Huh? What the run? <laughs> you remember? He's like, what'd he say? He said, little girl, run. That one? You can do it? Little girl, <laughs> <laughs> it's rough. It's rough. It hurts a little bit. I, I bet. He's I bet it hurts a little bit. I don't know how she did that <laughs> through the whole movie. That's amazing. <laughs> All right, man. Young Rez. All right, man. Speak with you the lives. We out of here. One. Two. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>